4: Blog Talk Radio
3: This is Celtic Talk Radio, your weekly CS Audio magazine. Listen as we discuss the latest news for the Boston Celtics. You can call us at 347-857-3545. Now, here's your host, Daniel, Igor, and Kevin.
5: <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Another edition of the Celtics Talk Radio, episode uh, 313, the Celtics sweep the net out of the playoffs. In what will be the final episode of the Celtics uh, Talk Radio uh, here at blogtalkradio.com before we move to our new platform. And you follow us at uh, Webleed Green, Celtics Fans Forum and the Celtics Talk Radio platforms, Instagram. Um, or Facebook or the Twitter, the Celtics uh, talk radio crew will recap the um, uh, Celtics winning games three and four of the first round of the playoff series in Brooklyn, uh, New York, um, which gave the Celtics um, four and zero series win over the Nets and the sweep. The Celtics basically did what uh, no one was um, as expected them to do uh, which was sweeping the nets out of the playoffs and now the Celtics will move into the second round to play the Milwaukee Bucks. The Celtics in the first round made both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant look bad with their stifling defense and Kyrie Irving uh, he had one good game, number one and um, uh, three straight bad games in the series. Kevin Durant had three bad games to start the series before having good game, but his performance wasn't enough to save the Nets um, to win at least one game. Meanwhile, the duo of uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both have, both have played well in the first round uh, with uh, Tatum averaging nearly 30 points a game and Brown averaged nearly 23 points a game. So what did the Celtics duo prove as they outplayed the duo of Kyrie Irving and uh, Kevin Durant in the series? Knowing most experts uh, choose Nets to win uh, the series, and uh, yet it took only four games for Boston to send the Brooklyn uh, home. The Celtics also... Uh, got back uh, Robert Williams after missing three weeks uh, of actions due to the needing uh, surgery, which will be a big boost for the second round series. How huge is that uh, Time Lord is back? And based on what we saw from Daniel Tice in the first round, it will be, um, um, I mean, Tice, who will start in the case if Time Lord is the Time Lord is back. And tomorrow, Time Lord will start for the game number one, 1 p.m. Eastern, Boston, NBC Sports, Boston, and I think ESPN also as well, broadcasting the game. Number one, second round series, uh, Eastern Conference. Number two, Boston Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks. Number three, the reigning champs. The storylines out of the first matchups, uh, uh, will be discussed uh, all off-season. Uh, but what will we we will focus is uh, that uh, we will <clears throat> try to, I will try to preview the series Against the Bucks. This will be the main focus of my show and not the uh, Nets. We did a video chat uh, about the Nets as well. You can check it at the uh, Celtic Stock Radio channel and our Facebook pages. Now, Robert Williams will be back in the Celtics starting lineup for game number one against Milwaukee Bucks. Robert Williams has been an essential member of the Celtics uh, starting lineup, um, and uh, he is coming back from knee surgery. Ime Yudoka brought him back of the bench in the first two games of actions in the first round, bringing in the key player of the bench, following up. Lengthy injury, absence, has been common tactic during the 2020 postseason. Stephen Curry played four straight games of the bench for the Warriors in the series against the Nuggets, and they won it in five, slowly um, inching his way up towards his usual minutes load until Steve Kerr made the switch. The Celtics ended up their first-round series before... Williams had similar chance for ramp-up in a game action after playing a total of 24 minutes in the first two uh, contests uh, back. However, Ime Yudoka has uh, liked what he saw from Williams during the past uh, few day of practices to feel confidence in putting Williams back out there for the big minutes. Once again, it appears the Celtics had... Uh, coach told MassLive.com that Williams will be back into the starting lineup for the game number one, Milwaukee. He will be back into starting lineup, Yudoka said. That's why I think it was valuable to get him those minutes in the previous series, not to jump back in his regular minutes and rotation. Uh, The first time he touches the court, it was good to get him low minutes in games three and four and uh, get his week of preparation to build up as well. The value of Williams in this series is expected to be far greater potential impact to the net series during the size of the Bucks front line. They have uh, playing the big, um, the uh, three true bigs in their front frontcarts uh, since um, Chris Middleton went down um, because they are starting Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo. That trio will put Boston's big uh, to test when it comes to protecting the paint um, at the glass. The rest of the starters are, um, of course, Jeru um, Holiday and Wesley Matthews. Williams was up bit about his progression from the knee surgery coming out uh, his first two games when speaking earlier this week. No pain at all, uh, Williams uh, said after Wednesday practice, knee is responding well. Um, on uh, recovery days it's uh, responding well after days are uh, hard loads, so it's good whether it's trying to guard Giannis Antetokounmpo straight up servicing the weak side held defender in the matchup protecting the paint will be key for Boston to get the best defending chance. Giannis has struggled with shooting three range with the postseason, which is making the athletic defender like Williams more valuable in the, if he plans to attack in the paint more with Williams back in the starting lineup, Ties would move back into the bench role and open up the door for eight-man uh, bench rotation if the docker chooses. Um, of course, with White and uh, Preacher um, and uh, Preacher uh, and Ties. The I, I expect Grant Williams to play as well, uh, so it will be probably like nine-man rotation. The Bucks uh, <clears throat> uh, have um, only been uh, bringing guards. Um, or wings of the bench this postseason with Middleton sidelines, but uh, that could uh, change if they elect to move Portis back to the bench and uh, start uh, another wing for matchup purposes. No matter what happens, the Celtics will have four lineups of options on their disposal against shorthanded handed back squad that uh, had some weaker depth already uh, than the last year's championship team because Grant Hill is injured. They are Uh, backup um, point guard and also uh, they will be most likely uh, without uh, their uh, star uh, Chris Middleton one of the most uh, um, valuable players in the last championship uh, last year's championship run anyway return to the um, Jalen Brown Jalen Brown looked good and he's expected to be back uh, in the starting lineup for uh, the game uh, number one set for 1pm Eastern in TD Garden after some hamstring soreness that uh, affected him through the week. Al Forford is dealing with some of his uh, offhand uh, injuries uh, though Yudoka said it's just common nick uh, and bruise. Otherwise, anybody else is good to go. Uh, for the Celtics, Yudoka uh, said that Williams is uh, going to back. Uh, Brown said that he's harmstring issues uh, on the lower end, uh, but uh, he did go through the, some tests during the weekend, but practices appeared to be good. Brown added the extra time off, nearly a week between the games, and it was crucial uh, to heal up uh, f- uh, from the hamstring uh, injury and uh, his coaches uh, going forward. Anytime you deal with league injury, you're, you're going to be precautious and careful. But I think I'm going to be okay. Bucks won't have the full strength. Milton expected to miss entire series. Uh, second round with the sprained MCL. Um, and that tough blow for defending champs. That's number two scoring option. And it goes down against uh, the league best defense. That will put, put more pressure to the and Antetokounmpo and J. Ru holiday the other two stars uh, to pick up the slack. Uh, the wild card Williams played total 30 minutes in the three and four games against the Nets. Yudoka said that um, Williams was available for up to 24 minutes each game, but the Celtics elected to be conservative. Um, in uh, their big man return, Williams said that um, he felt uh, rusty when he came off the bench, but he will get to the shape. Um, Rob looking great. He's running, moving around well. Grant Williams said, it's great to hear no pain, and that's exciting just to say that um, uh, he is an important part and we we were missing Rob while he was absent. Uh, That's initial report about the games. I will call my uh, guest uh, and uh, let me... uh, hear one or two audios before uh, bringing in Mike uh, Dynon. Stay with us. Uh, two short audios, then guest with us. Uh, Mike Dynon from uh, the Celtics
0: uh, blog. Well, despite the loss of Chris Middleton, the Celtics are not about to take the defending champions lightly in this playoff matchup. Here are Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum on what they're up against when they face the Bucs.
6: And we know and everybody in this league knows that you know they've been to the championship they want it they're hungry they know what it takes they know what it feels like and, and we just got to be ready for it really good team defending champs Uh you know they've, they've been there before they've got the job done so um uh, obviously it's going to be a great challenge uh, you know i'm just looking forward to it. it's going to be fun
0: all right, Tommy Giles joining the conversation now. Guys, I think a lot of people, and listen, expectations change um, when the team, when the Celtics play as well as they did, especially in that first round against the Nets. But I think a lot of people, Giles, are looking at this and saying, well, man, if they don't get past, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks, like, what has this season been? I look at it, uh, I guess, uh, I mean, saying it, I look at it a little more nuanced, sounds kind of snooty. But I feel like if they lose in four or five games to the Bucks, I'm going to be looking at the Celtics saying, what happened? Like, maybe we misread this team. But if this, if this series goes to seven games and they lose in a heartbreaker against a really good team with the best player in the NBA, to me, that's still progress. Am I, uh, have to, are my glasses too green?
7: No, I, but I still think that would be a disappointment. Now, let me define disappointment, though, because it wouldn't be that we're saying the Celtics should be chokers or losers or yeah, how, could they, how could that happen? But you can still be disappointed because this team is playing as well as it is. So that's why I, I do expect them to get past the Bucks, And I do see a way in which Milwaukee can win this series. But you can still feel some disappointment because there is so much promise with this team.
8: Yeah, and so you think about it, right? Like, they're coming off a confidence-building win over the Nets. They not, the Bucks not having Middleton. And then the home court advantage, which hovers over all of this, right? Because the Bucks decided they didn't want to push for that two seed. They were okay with being the three. You know, Celtics players have said that they're not using it as motivation, but I can't help but think it's in the back of your mind where they're like, they thought they could beat us without home court. That it was better for them to avoid the, the, the nets than to, to, to get that home court advantage. With those three things working in Boston's favor, I think the Celtics should win this series. And it would be a little bit of a disappointment if they didn't based on what we've seen. But I, I leave open, like, if Giannis goes supernova, sometimes you just got a shrug and there's still been a lot of progress. And I, look, I said after all this, what they've done since January is so stupid, crazy, amazing that we can't be selfish. And This ride has to end somewhere, and if it's not with a championship, as long as there's been progress made and the future still looks bright, it's okay to embrace that.
0: Where do you stand, Goodman?
3: Yeah, I'm with both of them. I mean, honestly, I think they both made the exact points that you need to. You'd be disappointed if they don't win only because you've raised the expectations oh, so awesome. high. But you've got to look at the future and how bright it is now and the optimism that you have. But again, without Middleton, yeah, I, I would be if I'm a Celtics fan, I would be absolutely disappointed if you don't win this series.
0: Goodman, who has more pressure on them to win this series with the way things have gone? Is it the defending champions or has it switched to the Celtics?
3: No, they already won one. They won one and they don't have Chris Middleton. So honestly, they're not even supposed to win this series right now everybody's got the Celtics winning this for the most part because of the injury. So I think the Celtics, I don't think either team has a ton of pressure because, again, if the Celtics lose, it's still a hell of a season from where they came from. For the Bucs, every team right now has injuries except the Celtics. Like the Celtics are finally the healthiest team in the league. It took a couple years, but they're there.
8: He just jinxed it, I bet. Now someone's going to, like... No, I'm jinx. knocking on wood. I'm he knocking was on wood, Forsberg. I mean, Jesus, Goodman, man. He had one job on the Uh I, 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 I get his point, right? Like, the Bucks don't have that pressure. But I will say this. Like, once you've been there, you just sort of expected to be there. And you're supposed to not, like, no one's satisfied by winning one. My biggest thing is, like, how do the Celtics play from being the, the, the team that's in the power position? Because they've always sort of been that spunky underdog, even as they've sort of accelerated this season. I'm eager to see if E-May can get them into the mindset of being the, the, the dog and not the dog being chased or
7: whatever. I, I'll, just say, I'll just add this. I think they already had more pressure on them against Brooklyn. I think the Celtics had more pressure in that series, and we saw the way they responded. So I'm not worried about them having more pressure going into this series against the Bucks. And
0: I, and I think E-May is going to use the – they wanted to play us. They didn't mm-hmm. even care about getting home courts to show them uh, that they were wrong.
5: And we are live um, at the studio. I hope that you prepare prepared for our guests, that you are in your armchairs or bedroom whenever you are listening to your podcast or maybe you're walking and listening. Um, and uh, I hope that you're having some drink because uh, we're going to preview the Bug Series and talk about the uh, Net Series Sweep, which was really sweet with Mr. Mike Dynon, our friend, long-time associate uh, from the Celtics blog. Um, He is the Celtics fan since uh, 1965. Uh, That means that uh, he's longer uh, the Celtics fan than me, and uh, he's, of course, a very knowledgeable Celtics fan, and uh, he's writing for for the Celtics uh, blog and earlier for uh, RedsArmy.com. uh, Mike, uh, uh, you can find his work at uh, Mike Dine on uh, Twitter. Uh, Mike, uh, uh, welcome uh, back to the show. Always a pleasure to speak with you, my man. How are you tonight?
1: I'm good, Igor. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, and uh, good to talk to you again.
5: Uh, how how do you feel uh, after the Celtics uh, uh, swept uh, uh, <laughs> the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Mets? Uh, and uh, uh, did, did you expect that? Of course. Uh, I mean, personally, I predicted in uh, previous episode uh, the Celtics' hard six or seven games. I really, uh, out of the respect towards the net, uh, maybe I overrated the net, but uh, I expected uh, harder uh, resistance from uh, the Nets. Um, I mean, I know that bunch of uh, the Celtics fans at uh, my page uh, are saying we knew it, we predicted that, but did you expect the sweep? Uh, bo- bottom, bottom line, it is not important. Uh, I mean, it is important because we had uh, weak rests to heal our injured players, Brown, Robert Williams, Horford. And because of the self-confidence, right? Because when you outplay uh, the player that, uh, I mean, 10 ESPN uh, so-called experts uh, uh, have been chosen uh, the Nets over the Celtics, okay? And everybody was saying that Durant is the best player of the world. I I, I didn't agree before the series. I don't agree right now. And... Personally, I would take, right now, Durant out of my top ten players in the world, okay? I mean, that's another discussion for, uh, I mean, I don't want to enter that uh, chapter. I th- I think that Giannis Antetokounmpo is still the best player in the NBA, you know? Uh, and after this series, I think that uh, it's justified to say that right now uh, we can put Jason Tatum in the top five players currently, top best top five players in uh, the NBA. Uh, maybe it's Homer's take, but uh, we can do that because it's the Celtics podcast, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think Tatum has proven that he belongs in the top five. They already had the voting for uh, All-NBA and... If uh, anyone didn't vote for for first team, they might want to reconsider that. It's too late, of course, but you know they they had to have seen what Tatum is capable of in that series, and that he is uh, deserving of being a top five player in the NBA right now. As far as Absolutely. what did I feel uh, after the Nets series? Well, <laughs> I I I'm I'm happy that I'm on the show this week because. It was the best week we could have had.
5: Uh, Absolutely.
1: Plenty of good stuff to talk about. I am cautious. This you is know, the and, dream uh, year.
4: This
5: is the yes. dream year, 2020, second for the Celtics. But uh, why I played, sorry for interrupting you, or uh, please uh, finish your thoughts, sorry for interrupting you. I will ask you a question later.
1: Okay. Well, I was going to say that um, I try to be cautious and uh, not take anything yes, for granted. Yes, and. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, a lot of people I know, including mm-hmm. on Twitter, they were um, saying, oh, the Celtics are going to sweep or they're going to win in five. I said they would win in six. And, you know, yeah. playoffs is kind of a – mm-hmm. uh, it's a different situation in the playoffs. It's not like the regular season mm-hmm. where if you get a winning streak uh, and you're playing really well, you get some games, you might win a close game or you might win by a lot. Uh in the playoffs, you only have to win by one point. That's all that matters. Uh-huh. You you could sweep and win by one point each time. They would still count it as a sweep. And that's almost what happened with the Celtics and Nets. I mean, even though it turned out to be 4-0, you, you know, the Nets did stay with it. The Celtics just prevented them from doing what they wanted to do so much that they, the Nets uh, couldn't overcome that. You know, the defense for the Celtics... Back to Tatum for a second. I mean, look at what he did to Durant. He hounded, uh-huh. him. and Durant yeah, yeah, had yeah, yeah, yeah. had so many turnovers and wasn't making his shots like he normally was. You, you didn't fear him. By the uh-huh. third game, you know he was um, proven to be mortal, and Tatum uh-huh. was Tatum was just on fire. But you know it's
4: mm-hmm. it's so uh,
1: amazing how in the game one the end of that game, they got the miracle basket there. Uh, mm-hmm. If that had not gone in, yes. who knows how that whole series would have unfolded.
5: Yes, 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 But yes, it did yes. go Imagine. in, and that yes, was
1: the greatest yes. thing. And then mm-hmm. after the series was over, uh, this is the last point I had, that the um, everybody else was still playing, right? And the Celtics were finished. They had swept I call that the sweet spot. You get to sit back and know that your team is in the next round already and everybody else is still nervous about what's going to happen with them.
5: Uh, (laughs) I have uh, – this is kind of skipping the subject, but, uh, uh, I mean, personally, I want to uh, waste uh, – I mean, I don't want to waste too much time on the net uh, because, for me, they are the path. You know, uh, yeah. They will have a bunch of problems uh, in the offseason because they have Kyrie, Irving, Conundrum and uh, they, are, they are tied with uh, Kevin Durant and who knows what will happen to, to, to them and because their cap is tied they don't have the third star right now um, and um, I mean they will have problems filling in the roster uh, maybe coach will be fired. We will see. But that's their problems, you know. Uh, yes. Personally, uh, I I I don't care. Um, and uh, uh, I mean, I understand that the Nets fans are hating us. <laughs> the Celtics <laughs> right now so much after those picks and uh, after the election. I have George Hill update, which is more important uh, right now to ask them the next. Uh, baden said that he remains hopeful George Hill, their backup point guard, uh, could return at some point dur- during the series. Though the 35-year-old guard isn't expected to be available for Sunday opener. So do not expect Hill tomorrow, but uh, he missed the entire Chicago series with the abdominal strain. Now, uh, I must say that uh, uh, when, when we... Uh, o- of course, uh, before skipping to full-backs, I mean, um, about the net series, I think that uh, right now uh, it was necessary for our self-confidence because it is not the same when you run over the Nets with the two stars. You know and right now the people are seeing like you like you said Jason Tatum different the Celtics team different Marcus Mark get the award you should be in the best coach of the year uh, Discussion of course uh, after what he did in the second part of this season and this is his uh, Rookie year in the NBA as the head coach remember so, I mean, the NBA world, after the, uh, defeating the Nets, after the round number one, is uh, looking at the Celtics a different way. I played, Mike, the two uh, audios of uh, Goodman uh, and Forsberg, if I'm correct, uh, mm-hmm. in which uh, they discussed who is the favorite of the series, uh, that, that's the Celtics. Um, I mean, um, we will come to prognosis uh, later on the show. This is not not now uh, the subject, but uh, Goodman said that uh, everybody, after Chris Middleton is out, and I read that, that, that Hill could be out two, three games, maybe the entire season. Uh, I mean, about the Hill, he's their backup pointer. He's experienced. He's providing them ball handling, Uh, Good organization of the offense after, uh, I mean, um, at the minutes without Jeru Holiday. Uh, Now, they are playing, if I'm correct, Justin Carter, uh, who is not as much experienced uh, as, uh, you know, uh, of course, uh, George Hill. But uh, actually, they are running bunch of uh, to say wings and big guys even of the bench Grace or allen emerged as their third scorer in the absence of uh, middleton uh, we we will talk a little uh, about uh, absence of middleton uh, they during the season uh, dealing with bunch of injuries, Lopez was out. Uh, I mean Holiday a little, Yanis a little. Um, then uh, Middleton was absent also. And they inserted uh, Wesley Ma- Matthews in the starting lineups. And they put Bobby Portis uh, off the bench. Also Grayson Allen off the bench. Because uh, Baden-Holzer uh, uh, established the second unit consisted of uh, Bobby Portis, George Hill, Grayson Allen, uh, Carter, and whomever Pat Conant to say, that unit to be very effective on the bench, you know, defense and offense. Right now, he cannot construct that bench, of course. Wesley Matthews, will, If if we are not seeing some surprises and changes due to the matchups, even though, I do not expect uh anything to change. So if the things are normal, uh they will they would start Antetokounmpo, uh, Ante Tocompo, uh Wesley Matthews, J. Roo Holiday, Holliday, Brooke Lopez, and Chris Middleton. And of the bench you would have George Hill, Portis, uh Grayson Allen, uh then Javon Carter um, and whomever, Pat Conanton, you know, and let's say Ibaka. Ibaka is playing like five, six, ten minutes as as much as it's necessary. Okay? So they cannot do that. And they are starting really big lineup. In the NBA, you have the trend of um, playing the small ball lineup. Uh, the Celtics get back to the big lineup, and personally, I, I have been keeping the debate here at the Celtics Talk Radio for years about small ball lineups and the big lineups in the NBA, and the people have been persuading me that uh, it is the uh, era of uh, small ball lineups and that uh, big lineups cannot be established and cannot work in the NBA uh, anymore. And I disagreed. And one of the teams, the two teams that proved me right, and I'm happy about it, among the others, they are not uh, the uh, the only ones. Look at Denver Nuggets, for example. Uh, Memphis, for example, that uh, you watched Memphis, and they are having excellent big guys, you know. But uh, the Celtics returned to playing... Uh the true big guys. They have uh you know Al Horford, Robert Williams, they have Daniel Tice. Grant Williams is small, okay. Uh he's not the true center. But uh Milwaukee, he, they, they are playing the three big guys in the starting lineup. Ante Tucompo, then Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis. Um plus they have size at the bench. Uh I mean Like I said, Ibaka is there, Grayson Allen, Pat Conanton, uh, I mean, uh, Javon Carter. All of them has really, really good size and uh, wingspan. It's uh, it's, uh, a high team. The construction of the team is like that. Okay. So, um, against the Bucks, it's just my opinion, uh, Mr. Mike, and sorry for being too long. I hope that, not, that uh, I'm not bugging you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no.
5: uh, you know, uh, I'm just explaining the bug yeah. situation.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, against them, it will not be perimeter game. It will not be, uh, you know, high-paced game. It will not be uh, running uh, the offense uh, throughout the fast break, secondary attack, and that kind of stuff against milwaukee uh you know the paint defense the uh, i mean the it will be blood bet and the dog fight in the paint <laughs> okay uh, yeah. among the, the others and i will stop there your opinion
1: as to how the um series is going to play out um
5: well, I mean, about, about what I said. Uh, you, you, can, you can take whatever you wish. Uh, yeah. what, what is your impression about, I, I mentioned, the small lineup and the big lineup, you know? Against, yeah. for example, uh, my question, for example, against, uh, against uh, the Nets. Uh, you have the plan to stop uh, uh, Kevin Durant, okay? Uh, you can <clears throat> double-team him, we can switch on him, right. Right. Uh, the other option is Kyrie. Kyrie can defeat with you, but Kyrie is not uh, reliable. Okay, uh, if he is Kevin Naito, and, and you are stopping Kevin Durant, they don't have without uh, J- James Harden the option number three, and it hurts them. Against the Bucks, uh, they don't have option number two. It will hurt them. Okay, but they have the guys that are, um, you know, living out of Giannis uh... Passes at the perimeter and they can really hurt you with the three-point shooting if you do not play good perimeter defense right
1: yeah well uh... the the thing is with the bucks um... yeah they're gonna miss middleton that's that's a given uh... he and especially since he always seems to play extra well against the celtics um... But, you know the 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 challenge is going to be what to do about Giannis. Uh-huh. And then uh, related to that is even though Middleton isn't playing, the Bucks still have some good outside shooters and can make threes.
4: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so
1: you have to kind of try to figure out a way to guard Giannis without having to double-team him and leaving their shooters open. Because, like you mentioned, Grayson Allen, he started uh-huh. most of the year for them. And then mm-hmm. uh for whatever reason they switched up their lineup and he was coming mm-hmm. off the bench against Chicago. <clears throat> Excuse mm-hmm. me. And he averaged in the three games that he played uh after Middleton went out uh-huh. Allen averaged twenty one points and he shot seventy percent from three. Uh-huh.
4: Uh-huh. He was just
1: unconscious in his own. So
4: uh-huh.
1: um that's not gonna last that kind of percentage, but still uh-huh. you can see that he is capable of uh, of putting up numbers like that.
5: If you and, leave him open,
1: yeah, if you leave him open, right? And Chicago, of course, they were limited too because they had injuries, and uh, they were their uh-huh. defense is nowhere near what the Celtics is. So that's the thing. Can uh-huh. the Celtics stop Giannis, or at least you're not going to stop him, but at least keep him somewhat contained? Keep him to his normal and don't let him go up for 40? Um, can they do that without exposing themselves on the perimeter? So, fortunately, the Celtics have Horford and Tice and Rob. Rob being back was, is big. Uh, uh-huh. And they, each one of them can take Giannis and, uh, you know, rotate people on him. I expect Tatum also will guard him once in a while. Rotate people uh-huh. on him, and spread out fouls, and give him a different look from each guy, and uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. Uh, you know, that's that's uh-huh. my opinion as to how to to guard him, and uh-huh. what he does uh-huh. affects everyone else. And the thing is, you don't want to lose because you give up too much to everybody else.
4: Uh-huh. You,
1: you know, if you uh, if you say that Giannis is going to get his. And you just don't let everybody else take advantage of that. You limit them enough so that they're not effective like they would normally be. Then you have a good chance to win. And uh, you know we'll see how the Grayson Allens of the Bucks um, respond to having a lot more pressure on them, not just uh, in terms of defense, but also because they're now into the second round. And uh-huh. the Celtics had more of a test in the first round than the Bucs did. And now the Bucks, um don't have home court advantage either. So um, I feel good about the Celtics' chances here.
4: Uh-huh. If
1: they had Middleton, it would be uh, much more difficult. Yes, but if they, is- since they don't, that's how it's got to go. And so you just don't want to let the other players beat you.
5: <clears throat> uh, I want to uh, expand on the Middleton. Um, I mean, uh, Chris Middleton, uh, Hoops Empire said, to put plain and simple, uh, Middleton uh, w- w- was the Bucks closer in their championship run last year for the most mm-hmm. part. Middleton led not just the Bucks but the NBA playoff field in clutch points and the shoot attempts uh his massive piece to their offense and will be sorely missed this season the bucks offense rating uh dropped from 116.6 116.6 to 112.8 112.8 without him the difference between number one and number 13 offense, 13 tokens uh, last playoffs, the Bucks had 114.8 offensive rating with him on the floor, and 106.7 offensive rating without him on the on the floor. That's 8.1 less offensive rating without him. Um, that's major uh, difference. Uh, so um, uh, I, I will I will return to the other. Uh, pieces uh, that will play against us, but uh, in the game two against the Bulls, Middleton slipped out wet spot and suffered grade two MCL. He didn't play and he will miss the series against the Celtics. Um, Middleton was the Bucks' primary o- offensive option this season. Uh, you know, uh, with 20.1 uh, point of op- points and uh, t- to say number two behind the arms, okay. Um, no, uh, 20, but uh, number one closer, uh, okay, in the clutch, like I said. Uh, 20.1 points and 5.4 assists per game. Losing uh, that role production is bad. It's possible for other players to step up, as we mentioned, Jason Allen, Pat Conanton, Javon Carter, Hill, it returned, whomever. But uh, the back won't be able to replace Middleton's ability to create the shoot for himself and make the tough shoots in isolation. That's a major problem because the Celtics have number one defense in the NBA, and the Celtics dodge, switch heavily, everything switching everything uh, defense that is taking away initial action, and they, uh, the Celtics are forcing opponents to go one-on-one against them. Middleton was the best option one-on-one, that Bucks are having against the Celtics offense, okay? Uh, <clears throat> he can consistently get a decent look in this situation and he won't be there. Middleton injury uh, will be felt most on the offensive end, but also uh, <clears throat> it will uh, figure out the more the, it will create the problems for the Bucks on the defense. While Middleton, you will say how, because Middleton is not the best defender in the world right but good luck earning that honor to the team uh with Giannis the and NJ Roach Holiday uh, he's no a slash more importantly um i mean he's the wing big wing defender um and uh, th- they would uh, um put him against Jason Tatum Jalen Brown um, now with, without uh, him, I mean, in the starting lineup, Mr. Mike, you 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 will probably have to put uh, on uh, Tatum, uh like Wesley Matthews <laughs> guy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, if you think about it, the difference between uh, Chris Middleton and Wesley Matthews on Jason Tatum, I mean. I would pick Chris Middleton any 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 night and day, right? Hmm.
1: If Wesley Matthews tries to guard Jason Tatum,
4: yeah,
5: I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll go
1: for that. I'll go for that anytime. That would be a disaster for them. If they if they um, if they don't have let's say Giannis take uh, Tatum, okay. then I think um, Portis or. Drew Holiday would be the guy.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Because uh, Holiday is kind of like smart in the sa- sense that he wouldn't match up with the height, but he would with the toughness oh. and uh, the defensive uh, ability because he's one of the oh. top defenders also in the league. And Portis, he's kind of a wild card, uh, kind of a wild man, sort oh. of. Uh, <laughs> he uh, oh. He's a very emotional player. And uh-huh. uh, he gets into it with the other team sometimes. I think they almost had a they had a little skirmish one game in the Bulls series. Um, and he, he's a pretty good shooter too from the outside. So uh-huh. uh, I think he might he might have some time on Tatum.
4: But uh-huh.
1: it would be interesting if Giannis and Tatum guarded each other. That
4: uh-huh. would probably not uh-huh. be a good
1: uh-huh. idea for the Celtics because then Tatum would get in foul trouble. But Just to see Uh that matchup would be interesting. They both have uh, so much talent.
5: I would want to avoid that Tatum Cardigianis as well. Um, I think that uh, personally, if I'm the coach and I am not, Yudoka is much smarter than me, of course. Uh, I I would... Right. I mean, I would not try to... uh, over help on Yanis and try to stop Yanis. I will try to stop the perimeter offense. Like I said, um, our switches in the paint and our solutions in the defense or how we are uh, guarding the pick and roll. Uh, Are we scrambling on, are we, you know, uh, just sagging off the roll man or are we switching everything? Or are we double team the Yanis and the other guys on the drives? Uh, those solutions will decide the series, in my opinion, I wanted to say. Plus, plus, how we are defending the perimeter. We must switch everything, because without Middleton, like I said, we are, uh, they don't have one-on-one, um, best one-on-one um, offensive player uh, in the roster, right, in Middleton. But, they will run whenever they are uh, getting uh, the possession whenever they are stealing the ball they will run with janis and his uh, you know long steps and when you overhelp on janis they will tr- uh, he will pass and they are running five out formation or one 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 in four out formation and You know, one pass, two passes, and open three is coming. That's their, you know, bread and butter offense. Drive, kick, dish, three. Uh, So, uh, how are you defending uh, the drives and the pick and roll inside? And also, how you close the perimeter is very important. Returning to the uh, middleton, I have some uh, interesting information, Mr. Mike, Uh, So, uh, Middleton has faced the Celtics in the two playoff series, and he's shooting uh, 51.6% against the Celtics, and he's averaged 22.4 points per game uh, against uh, the Celtics. So, um, another reason to, um, I mean, sign off, because Middleton uh, loves to play the Celtics. (laughs) somehow you you know Uh, right especially especially in um, in uh, the playoffs Um, and uh, uh, now I mean uh, finishing with this story do you want something to say
1: well you Middleton uh, what you were saying reminded
5: me of something yeah 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 I, I, I mean you mentioned Grayson Allen for example Grayson Allen took over the, the, the scoring duties uh, of him in Chicago series, and they made adjustments, and they uh, closed. Uh, they really looked impressive in those games without him against Chicago. But Chicago is uh, having problems with injuries as well, and Chicago is not the best playoff team, in my opinion, at the Eastern Conference, despite solid regular season. I never considered them. Decontending contending you know, even when they were at the top four, uh, you know, position. Um, And they were weakened with the injuries, right? But Mm -hmm. the Bucks looked looked impressive against them, and uh, Grayson Allen took over the third option, scoring option behind Yanis and Giroux Holiday, but off the bench. And like you said and he was hitting like six seven eight threes he was hit, hitting like uh, you mentioned uh 20 20 plus points um, uh per game of the bench uh really easily but uh the bulls offense is not the uh celtics offense right
1: right yeah the, the bucks were not tested against the bulls not mm-hmm. and especially not like the celtics were tested against the nets uh, you know, that's why the Bucks didn't go all out to finish second
4: because uh-huh. they didn't
1: want to play the Nets apparently. So, uh, and and it was before the games were actually played. Yeah, it was uh, looking like the Celtics were going to have a tougher road, having to go up against Durant and Kyrie. But as we saw, the Celtics were more than ready for that. And uh, at this point, they have every right to feel. Super confident and expect that they're going to win the series without any trouble. Not saying overconfident.
4: Not mm-hmm. saying that
1: they don't take it seriously because uh, they they certainly would. Uh, fans
4: okay.
1: are overconfident, I think, because I see people saying, yes. "Oh, sweep or five games." Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think six. Uh, I would. I I am hoping the Celtics can do it in six not have to go to a seventh game. But that's I'm confident in them Uh, winning a closeout game on the road. They just did uh it against Brooklyn. And if they could do that against the defending champs, that would be something. That would be quite an achievement. But but I think they are capable. That's
5: a good point. That's a good point. Um, I I mean, one of my biggest fears coming into the playoffs, why I was not – I mean – wait-and-see mode uh, because we were one of the I mean worst uh, closing teams in the clutch like (laughs) 16th or something uh, in the regular season and you saw against the net series uh, we are closing the games, we are doing everything right so it was like fantastic turnaround so if we keep keep that That way, we have nothing to worry about. But we lost tons of games in the regular season in the clutch time by committing stupid uh, mistakes, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Right. The Celtics in the regular season still finished as one of the worst clutch teams in terms of close games and and finishing them. They've had one of the the worst records in the league. And the fourth quarter
5: teams, right?
1: Yes, yes. But that changed, you know. I mean, first of all, in the second half of the season, they were winning so many blowouts that they never had mm-hmm.
4: close feet. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. in the net mm-hmm.
1: series, um, as I mentioned, that first game scoring at the buzzer to win by one point, the whole series changes if that ball doesn't go in or they don't get that opportunity. And uh, they closed out every game. I don't know if every game qualified you know, uh, technically as a crunch time game, which is five, I think it's five points
5: or less in the last five minutes, right? right? In the last five minutes,
1: right. So, but combined, the Celtics won by 18 points combined for the four games, Uh and that was, you may have heard this, that's like the third closest sweep that there's ever been.
4: Uh
1: So, Uh um. Yeah, they have seemed to have figured that out too. <laughs> it's it's like it's 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 a little bit weird right now, mm-hmm. feeling like the Celtics are these favorites, and they are looking like they're going right, to go all right, the way. Right. And it's like, hold on, now right. I don't want to get overconfident here. You know, right, we're right, so right, used right, to being right. the plucky underdogs and playing,
4: mm-hmm. you know,
1: uh, the favorites and having a hard time. To, I don't know. I mean, if they come out and win the first two games against the Bucks, I mean,
4: <laughs> it's just going
1: to be we incredible.
5: Are in good we are we won't know what exactly. to do with
1: ourselves mm-hmm. here. Mm.
5: Uh y- yeah, yeah, you you you're totally tot- totally correct. I mean, uh, the fans are talking about sweep, sweep, sweeping the Bucks. I'm not saying that uh, uh it would not be but uh, I really doubt it will happen. Anyway, oh, I don't think it will uh, happen. Because, uh, because they, are, they are the good team. I am with you, like hard six or the seven. Uh, if Middleton is there, if uh, uh, George Hill is there, uh, I, I, I would even say that the Bucks are the favorites, but uh, since they are not there, the Celtics are the favorites, and we should win the series, you know. And one of the things that um, are marking these playoffs are the injuries. And that sadly. Um, I mean, the Sixers will be against Miami without uh, Joel Embiid. Okay? Right. Uh, de- then uh, uh, we mentioned uh, Chris Middleton. Then uh, uh, I, ca- I cannot remember. Uh, yeah, M- Miami had the problems with uh, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry then um uh who, who else uh, i i forgot uh, i mean the, the chicago bulls that you mentioned yeah. uh are having they were without
1: um lonzo ball and um,
5: lonzo ball
1: and uh Zach at Levine the west were
5: part of the series uh, uh, at the west uh devin booker of the phoenix right um, uh, denver nuggets were without uh, mare and uh the The third guy, uh, uh, Michael Porter, Jr., yes? Uh, That's why we lost. Uh, Stephen Curry had injury. He's returning from the injury. So it looks to me that uh, the team that is going to win the NBA is the most healthier team at the moment. And uh, luckily, that's the Boston Celtics, (laughs) you know? I said,
1: it's weird. We're not used to this. Yeah. We used to be in the hospital
5: Celtics. Yeah, yeah. And, and
1: then I, don't yeah. let's not you know let's not get too crazy here, okay? Anything yeah, can yeah, happen yeah, at any yeah, time. Yeah. I heard the clip anything that you were playing happen. when I came on, and I was waiting, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. they said the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the Celtics mm-hmm. are the healthiest team now. Okay, let's not jinx anything. Yeah, you know?
5: <laughs> let's let, let's not jinx. Returning um, something that you said about um, because that thought will uh, fade away from my uh, head. Uh, how the Bucs will defend Tatum. Um I mentioned Wesley uh, v- Me- Matthews uh, out of the joke, but uh, maybe it will not be the joke. I don't think that uh, Bucks will have uh, like Wesley Matthews or Grayson Allen and <laughs> they, they, they will say like, okay, Wesley, go and lock out Jason Tatum because it will be insane, (laughs) you know? But uh, what they are doing, actually, uh, they are the team that are um, scrambling and over-helping in the defense. So they will have um, Grayson Allen or Wesley Matthews or Yanis Ntokounmpo or Bobby Portis that you mentioned and I have intention to mention, uh, and they will say, like, Try to stay in front of the tatum as most of possessions as you can in front of the tatum, and if the tatum passes you, the 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 help will come, or you know um, uh, th- th- they will ta- they will try to double team him, to triple team him, or to scramble if they see that. Um, the smaller guy is on him, they will scramble Yanis on him, for example. You know? So, yeah. they, they are going to guard him by committee. They are not going to guard him one-on-one. That's what I wanted to say. At least that's what I, to, what I uh, think Baden uh, Badenholzer will, will do. But we will see uh, what he will do. Uh, they are yeah. one of the defenses that is over-helping. So, they will overhelp a lot at uh, Jason Tatum. Uh well, and Jalen Brown see. to extend.
1: Yeah. The the thing there is um Tatum though is his uh he's become capable and actually very good uh-huh. at
4: uh-huh. Um,
1: working around all that. He averaged over seven assists a game in the, the net series. So they load up on him, and he finds the open man. Then it's just a matter of
5: mm-hmm. the Celtics
1: make their shots.
5: That's the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and that's, like that's in, the, in the Nets
1: series, every time it came down to uh, like the two games in Brooklyn.
4: Right. The Celtics right. led
1: almost the entire way, both games. This, oh. The fourth game, oh. they never had a, the Nets never had a lead, and in the fir- uh, third game, the Nets only had the lead a little bit in the first quarter, and the Celtics led from there to the end of the game. So they spent like forty out of forty eight minutes and then all forty eight minutes in the lead in those two games in Brooklyn. And because every time the Nets got close the Celtics hit a shot or rallied back right. and had two or three baskets in a row. And it was because they were moving the ball and getting wide open looks. And Tatum right. is right. a facilitator right. in that. You know right. let them double team. He's, he's inviting it, practically, mm-hmm. because he knows mm-hmm. he can find the right person.
5: That's the difference between the uh, Celtics in the first part of the season and the Celtics in the second part of the season. Absolutely. Uh, if you ask me in December and January, uh, I was pessimistic, because, kind of pessimistic, because uh, Celtics look to be like the team uh, without uh, the, I mean, uh, true point guard or... Um, the floor general to say uh, conventionally after Dennis Schroeder failed experiment. Um, and um, I mean, Jason Tatum and Sheila Brown at that time, they looked like the scorers first players, you know, uh, the team was full of the players not willing to, to pass the ball, you know, no, I'm not saying that they, uh, I, I was never saying that the Celtics, uh, uh, are operated from the passing the ball, but uh, they just didn't want to for some reasons, you know. And no. uh, the, the, they flipped the switch in the second part of the season, and like you said, when they are double-teaming Jalen Brown Jason Tatum, I mean, he's passing the ball, just like every superstar should do. And that unlocked the um, another dimension of the Celtics team, like you said. You know, that's another key. Uh, besides, yep. they look, they, they learn how to close the game, like, like we mentioned. That's yep. another key for, for, for the Celtics. And about the Tatum, the Tatum confidence must be soaring after performance because he was averaged 29.5 points, 7.3 assists, 1.8 uh, steals in the first round. He's facing better defense in the semifinals, led by Ante, because it, it, it is not rocket science that the net defense is bad and you know the bucks defense is better uh, you don't have to look at the numbers to figure it right. out right but right. their defense of the bucks led by Antetokounmpo and holiday uh the best individual defenders and Bru- Brooke lopez uh you know in the paint and um, uh, anchoring the interior interior defense one of the better uh, ring protector in the NBA. Uh, so the positive is that Tatum is improved tremendously as a playmaker and facilitator with the confidence. So uh-huh. if Milwaukee lock, locks him down because of Boston's strong supporting cast of shooters right now, and that's another key for up, is because we could not hit the, the, the ocean from, from uh, the open trees in the first part of the season. And right. the supporting cast when the Tatum is passing the ball in the crunch time, when he's saying, okay, I, I believe you guys, and I will make you pass if they double-team me in the crunch time. And those guys, um, you know, have confidence, and the smart Horford, Grant Williams, Tatum preachers, they, they, they started to hitting those three, those open threes,
6: you know. Yep.
5: Uh, and they have been those four, you know, uh, Tatum and Brown are or, already difficult enow, enough to slow down one-on-one. But when you slow down Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they are going to pass the ball, and smart score for Grant Williams, Tatum Richards will be deadly um, uh, you know, from the deep, thus far at least in the postseason. And, and against the box, Mr. Mike, I think that uh, that's another key. You must hit those trees because they are going to uh crowd the paint they are going to scramble they are going to overload um, on the health defense like I said, and they are going to leave you mid range jumpers a little and open trees that you will have opportunity uh to 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 use or or to hit so the the difference between um, losing the game and winning the game, in my opinion, will be if you hit those open threes that you will have, you will create, out of your possessions. What do you say?
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I wrote that in Celtics' block. We had a roundtable with okay. the writers uh, contributing opinions and, uh, about different questions. And one of the things I said was just that, that um, the Celtics, they, um, they led the league, in three-point defense, as far as opposes uh, opponents' uh, shooting percentage in the yeah. uh, regular season, mm-hmm. they they uh, allowed opponents to shoot only 33.9 percent from the arc, and that was the best in the league. And the Bucks, on the flip side, shot uh, almost 37 uh, percent on offense. Uh, they made 37% of their three-pointers, and that was like, I believe, fifth in the league. So that's mm-hmm. a key that uh, we were alluding to earlier about uh, having to try mm-hmm. to contain Giannis, but without giving up anything on the perimeter. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's going to be something to keep an eye on at, as to uh, affecting who's going to win. Uh, who can win that battle of the arc can the celtics hold them down or are the bucks going to get too many open shots
5: mm-hmm. uh I, I i mean uh i i was uh, talking about their style of playing um you know uh the uh, pick and roll defense for example um i mean uh the that guy uh uh Brooke lopez uh, he's uh Defending uh, uh, Pick and roll uh, By uh, Dropping You know, he's dropping on the pick and roll For example, and they're having uh, uh, The help uh, From the side I didn't notice that we have The caller or the listener And we have a couple of things To uh, pass really quick Like defending Yanis Let me see, is this man Just listening or maybe he's trying to call us and to ask something uh or well, it's uh 973 starting nine number so let's see mr mike who is this uh before maybe this is our friend lou um so hello good evening igor uh good evening uh, so uh te- thanks for listening we have uh, uh mr mr mike here uh as as a guest so, uh, do you want something to ask him, for example, about what we're well, talking Well, like about? you know,
9: I'm, I want to comment, of course, on the uh, Nets-Celtics series. I mean, despite the fact that you know the, the Nets did try to hang in there for four games, I mean they were close throughout all four games. But I think maybe that the Celtics were just too overpowering uh, for the Nets, and that's how they were not able to, you know, capitalize any of the four games. They were just bigger and faster. And when I and you know as much as you know the next we had I hadn't won at least one game, uh they just couldn't measure up to the Celtics in that in that perspective
5: okay, uh thanks uh, stay with us in the second part uh if uh, we, I, will. I hope that that we will have uh, i mean uh Mike, you stay with us I'm talking to uh, Lou Lou uh, I mean we will have like Matt in the second part of uh, uh okay. in the second hour. So, we will uh, speak with you then. Mr. Mike, a couple of things to pass um, to close the story. I mean defending Giannis to Tukompo, of course. Boston mm-hmm. opened up the playoffs against Durant by throwing um, the kitchen sink on him early, and that definitely affected his rhythm. In just the first half of the game, number one, the Celtics defended uh, Durant with Defensive Player of the Year, Marcos Smart. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Forford, and Grant Williams, limiting one of the game all-time scorers to just two of ten shooting. Expect similar defensive plan against Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, who will likely be less affected by Boston's physicality than Durant, because he is more, more physical than Durant. But Tatum match up against Durant as primary defender for, for March. Of the open round, but Antetokounmpo outweighs the Celtics wing more than 30 pounds. So I don't think it will be the smarter uh, plan. Uh, either way, you can expect plenty of double teams to flying uh, to be flying at Antetokounmpo, who will need to find open shooters. The two um, times uh, Kia MVP needs to keep an eye o- of uh, on b- out of for Brown too. Uh, Brown is. 2.5 steals in the playoffs, and potentially uh, Brown can uh, steal the ball sometimes. So the biggest story is uh, that the Celtics' defense uh, made Kevin Durant uh, look uh, looks like a pedestrian. The Celtics' consistent physicality, length, athleticism, switching, had Durant so out of the source that in Game 3 he took only 11 shoots and he turned the ball five times and he was frustrated, obviously. Coming into the second round, out of the biggest question is whether the Celtics will be able to slow down Giannis and Antetokounmpo down the way. The, sh- the short answer is probably no, but they need to limit the supporting cast to win the series. For one, the Giannis in the middle is uh, in his prime and one of the strongest, most athletic, gifted players in the league. He won't be bothered by the Celtics' physicality because, like I said, he's 30 pounds. Uh, he He is having 30 pounds more than Jason Tape, uh, he, Heavy weight. So, if anything, Giannis will be willing to dish out uh, the other way. Plus, in concern with uh, his incredible skills, he's shown an unmatched level of self-belief and determination in the last couple of teams. The Celtics are the team uh, on the other side the best equipped to deal with him. Because Al Horford, and we heard, Mr. Mike, that Al Horford is learning to be the primary defender, unlike I mentioned Tatum on Durant. And I think it's not the bad way, the, 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 the bad solution. Al Horford, practicing to be the primary defender on Yanis, and even late in his career, is still mobile and steady big man. On the back side, the Celtics have elite shoot blockers, um, like Robert Williams and to extend Daniel Tice. And Robert is healthy now to return from the third And also they have wings like Jalen uh, Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart, the defensive player of the year. And all of them are athletic. They can switch from the help side, and they will be able to help uh, guarding Giannis, double team him, and to close the line. Like I said, Brown has 2.5, uh, 2, uh, 2.5 steals per game. He can steal the ball and that way you can uh, have the counterattack. Uh, all of that still may not end up being enough to, to stop Yanis, but uh, the Celtics will do um, to, uh, will find the formula, will have to find the formula to make the team difficult for Giannis to compound. And that's really all you can ask against the future Hall of Famer. Famer what do you say? Well, the Celtics
1: do already have some success in guarding Giannis uh, there was a tweet yesterday from Taylor Snow who was, uh, works in the Celtics
4: mm-hmm. communications
1: area and he pointed mm-hmm. out that in the uh, three regular season games that Giannis played against the Celtics that almost all of his statistics were down compared to his uh, averages for the regular season and not uh-huh. that they, not that Boston stopped him I mean, I think the Christmas game, I think he had 36 points.
4: Yeah, So they yeah, didn't stop
1: him, but they they uh, were somewhat effective in keeping him in under control. And
4: right.
1: Horford being back, that has a lot to do with it. Because he, uh-huh, he can guard, uh-huh. he can guard uh, Giannis one-on-one and do it effectively. So that helps the overall plan of not having to double-team. If you want to double-team him, um, Do it when he is at the, like, he's starting to make his move. Because he does that spin move so often in the lane that if you uh, time it and come up on his blind side, you can steal the ball from him pretty easily. Kind of like the one play in, uh, I think it was game two, against the Nets where uh, Jalen Brown snuck up on the backside of Durant when he did a spin move in the lane. Jalen stole the ball, went down got an end one uh, that was huge in the comeback <clears throat> that kind of um, tactic would be effective against Giannis also and uh, as far as Tatum is concerned in guarding he matched up well with Durant because they're both similar size and build and similar game
4: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Yeah, Tatum as we already said you don't want him to get in foul trouble trying to check Giannis and on top of that, uh, Giannis is well, probably too strong for him. Uh, he's going to go to the hoop every single time that he can. Uh, you know, I mean, an occasional three-pointer from him, but almost all the time he's attacking the paint. And you're going to need uh, some of the bigger bodies than Tatum to get on him. Oh. So that.
5: That's why I said uh, I totally agree that Al Horford is probably the best plan (coughs) out of the starting five to be a primary defender. Horford looks um, as fry as ever, and while Mm -hmm. this is no easy task, he has proven to have tough body and mass to move in the post, and he hasn't fared too poorly against Giannis in the past. But uh, the best part is having Robert Williams in the Romer role for the rim deterrence if and when Yanis gets by Al Horford, like defensive corrector. So, I, I think we'll be, we will be fine, you know, on, on that role. Now, the next matchup is Jeru Holiday. The obvious uh, answer here to guard Marcus Smart. Over the last two years, Smart has guarded Jeru Holiday in 110 partial possessions and he held him to 14 points on 7 of 17 from the field, and he had 3 turnovers. Okay, so making it hard on J.R.U. will only straighten the Celtics' ability to score offensively. Of course, Giroud right now is the second option behind Young, so without middle point. Yeah. So um, as J.R.U. will likely take either one of those J's, on the other hand of the floor, I suppose that Jeru will guard uh, Brown. Outside of Jeru and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, it's about switching properly and keeping the eye on the shooters, something that the Celtics defense uh, is doing uh, well. Uh, so, do you have comments about Jeru? holiday and Smart? I mean, it's obvious answer about Jeru, right?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um... He's as as we said earlier. He's one of the top defenders in the league,
4: mm-hmm. and I would
1: mm-hmm. expect to see him taking Jalen Brown. Uh,
4: mm-hmm.
1: He could match up with Smart, but I don't know why, because uh, Smart is
4: he's mm-hmm. a, he's
1: capable of scoring. You know, we know that, but uh, he's only if he gets hot. He's he's not going to uh, the other teams. Don't probably worry about Smart's outside shooting that much.
4: Uh, uh-huh. So,
1: you know, Jalen is a much more dynamic offensive player than smart. And so Drew Holiday would be Milwaukee's best bet on stopping him or containing him.
5: Uh-huh. Um, now, um, on uh, the offense, the Celtics shouldn't uh, fare too poorly. The Bucks just barely cracked above average in defensive rating this season. And it only got worse post all star break now down middleton are slept on the the task is less daunting for the Celtics um, the Jays most likely matchup will be um, I mean like I said Holiday and Matthews um, as a start uh, at least that's what I think Holiday on Brown and Matthews on Tate contrary to Uh, the popular belief that Yanis will take Tatum. I don't think it will be the case because I think that uh, Baden-Holzer will save uh, uh, Yanis for the offense. Um, In just uh, the 19 partial possessions, and Antetokounmpo guarded Jason Tatum the last two seasons. In only 19 uh, partial possessions and uh, Tatum uh, had a staggering 22 points and shot it 60%. I think that uh, it's not a good idea, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I I think. So putting some length on the Jason Tatum is their best option. Yet in a playoff series, I am not sure uh, they have good length on the wings. But uh, they have big guys. But the Bucks have no real answer for Tatum. They could neutralize Jalen Brown with Holiday, for example and try to make it uh, by whatever production Jason Tatum gives you, that uh, hoping uh, the, their offense is enough to win the game. Do you have some comments, Mr. Mike?
1: Yeah, well, but, you know, who does have an answer for Jason Tatum right now? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: yeah,
1: mean, he, if course. he averages 30 points a game again in uh-huh. uh, this series, uh, the Celtics are going to win pretty, what, pretty easily. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, you want to... If you're trying to figure out who's going to match up against him, I mean, the Bucks have Portis, and he's long. He can match up size with with Tatum, and he's a pretty rugged defender. But, you know, the, the Celtics are going to go as far as the Jays will take them. Right? Uh, they have the defense, but on offense, it's got to be mm-hmm. the Jays have to lead the way, and so far nobody is stopping them. And mm-hmm. if they can continue that, uh, then the Celtics could do the sky is the limit. Really, it's mm-hmm. the same thing for the Bucks. Uh, is Giannis
4: mm-hmm. and
1: Middleton now Middleton not there? So Giannis Holiday has
5: the more burden.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now it's Holiday, but uh, it would have been the Bucks would go as far as Giannis and Middleton could go. And
5: take Ho- them. Middleton. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So without him, that's. That's why they're in a bind, but uh, still, they have Giannis, two-time MVP, and he—he was in the the playoffs last year. Nobody could stop him. That's why they won, and uh, that was a a key why they won. One key reason, and uh, so, you know, I just think that if we, if the Celtics continue to do what they have been doing, you know, it's not a given, but. If they can continue to do what they've been doing and they stay healthy, then they could make it all the way. It's hard to believe, uh, really, because uh-huh. if you think back to where we were in December and what th- kind of things were uh-huh. happening.
5: Uh-huh. But it's uh-huh. true.
1: You know, it's just uh-huh. a fact now.
5: Absolutely. The Celtics got a lot of good uh, big-man production last series against the Nets. But the Nets are the team without much rim presence, to uh, tell the truth. Andre Drummond is not, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, and uh, Griffin didn't play, and uh, Nicholas Claxton is not the best protector in the world. Despite he's having like good game, one, I'm correct, especially in the fourth, but he cannot uh, hit the two, the two free throws, and it is helping.
6: But mm-hmm. the Bucks
5: are having Lopez and Yanis down low, and it it will make a lot of harder to rob Al and Tice on the end, Grant on the offensive end. Three series, and in the end, uh, I would still bank on Yanis to be Yanis, despite the fact that the Celtics had the best answers for him uh, outside of the Heat in the East. But I believe it will truly come down to the Celtics keeping the Bucks' role players in the, in check, and Tatum will be Tatum. and that's that's the key for the Bucks, you know, because Yanis uh, will be Yanis, but. Uh Jerus Holiday must step up and the guys like I mentioned Grayson Allen um Pat Conanton uh George Hill if he returns but I would not bank on it. Uh Wesley Matthews, you know, uh Bobby Portis. Those guys are the key if the Bucks want to win the series. Uh to be to have bigger production and better defense than usual. Uh, and Brown I think he will step up, even being guarded by uh, Holiday. The Bucks are uh, the whole different beast than the Nets in more than one way. But I think that the Celtics have a good shoot at um, any to take down the reigning champs, especially without Chris Middleton. Like I said, hard um, and um, you know um, uh, one information uh, people uh, uh, one tweet. Quote, I hope people realize Giannis will not be guarding Tatum. Uh, Like I said, in 19 partial possessions, Tatum scored in the last uh, in five matchups, in the last uh, two seasons, Giannis was guarding Tatum, and in those 19 partial possessions, Tatum uh, shooted uh, 9 of 15 and having 22 points um, uh, accumulated. So, it is not good um, uh, it is not Good idea, uh, and Yanis will not have the strength uh, uh, you know for uh, the offense, so that's why I don't think that Yanis will uh, guard tape. Uh, so, so something to add about that?
1: No, I agree with that. Um, I, mean, it was, I was thinking about as a, a way to look at what might happen in this uh, series. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about mm-hmm. the Christmas game that I mentioned earlier.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You remember what happened in that game the uh, Celtics at Milwaukee? Celtics were uh playing very well in the first half. They right. had a lead. I'm looking at the box score. They were up um 15 mm-hmm. at the half. Mm-hmm. And in the third quarter, the Bucks scored 43 points. So they were mm-hmm. back in it. And then in the fourth quarter,
4: mm-hmm.
1: the Bucks won the fourth 27 to 19. Now they never ha- had the lead until 30 seconds to play. Uh, Matthews hit a three-pointer, as I remember,
4: um, with 30
1: seconds left, and put them ahead, and the Celtics did not score again. Now, if you want to put that in context of what the Celtics are doing now, they would still, the way they're playing now, you could expect them to have a lead at halftime, 15 points. So Nobody would be surprised if that happened. But there were no, no way would the Celtics now give up 43 points in the third quarter.
4: Mm. And no way
1: now, I think, would they blow a lead like that. Right. You know, if all things considered, if everything goes as normally as they have been going for the past three or four months, the Celtics would not blow that game. And that is, for me, that's something that I'm looking at as to – what to expect here. Uh, And it's, on top of that, uh, it's uh, made more to the point uh, because Middleton played in that game.
5: Right, 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 right. right, Yeah,
1: and he scored 17. Uh, He made four three-pointers. You know, now they don't have him. So who's going to step up? So uh, I think, you know, this is is totally unscientific, Thing that I'm talking about here, but right, you know, it's, I think it in, it's a good indicator to me of what might happen in this series.
5: I I want to mention only a couple of things and to close the uh, talk. By the by the way, Mike, uh, fantastic job! <laughs> I, mean, I really enjoyed. It. I hope that I was not blabbing too much, you know. But uh,
4: <laughs> no A lot of
5: a lot of uh, information to present. Uh, Bobby Portis as an X-factor for the Bucks. Uh, we talk about Grayson Allen, but we didn't uh, talk about uh, Bobby Portis. Portis joined Milwaukee's starting lineup after the injury of Chris Middleton. Um, and uh, he was averaging 16 points uh, and 13 rebounds across the first two starts of the postseason. He was hitting 50% from the floor and 42% for three points range. As the Bucks cranked up their defense, to compensate for the expecting deep in scoring. Um, so uh, Bucks coach Mike baden said that when we are good defensively, that usually bleeds into our offense. And added that the team has learned pretty hard on that end, with Middleton out of the commission. Uh, that certainly needs to continue against the Celtics team, with so many scoring options led by Tatum and Brown. Uh, Four of Boston's five starters are average double figures in scoring. So Portis needs to step up to help Antetokounmpo and Holiday um, and maybe Grayson Allen to match some of uh, the production of the Celtics' starting five guys. What do you say about that, Mr. Mike?
1: Yeah, Portis is uh, somewhat of a wild card in that um, if he plays well and if he's scoring, uh, he could be a problem he can make a problem for the Celtics.
9: Right, right, right. right. Uh, yeah, he's.
1: I'm looking at his stats from the uh, series against the Bulls, and he mm-hmm. averaged 11.6 in 24 minutes. Uh-huh. Um, he can make a three-pointer. He shot 36%. Uh, and he's, a, he's an effective defender because, as we said, he's got length. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, he's somebody to keep an eye on. The Celtics are going to have to not let him contribute too much. Uh, he he would be he could impact the uh the game if he is allowed to get free and get confident i mean last year's playoffs for the bucks he was really a surprise for them i think
4: uh right they, he right, produced
1: right. a lot more than they expected and and mm-hmm. he was so important to them in winning in in the finals in particular so you don't want to have that happen Absolutely. here got to got to account for him pay attention to him and uh keep him in check, that'll be a big plus. Uh,
5: one, one thing that uh, I want to mention, uh, you're um, old Celtics fan, uh Our rivalry renews. Uh I, I must, I could I have mentioned that at the beginning, but never mind. When the Bucks first entered the league, they were in the Western Conference. Yes, and they
4: the were. And the
5: first time uh, these two franchises met in the playoffs was 1974, when they were transformed to the Eastern Conference. So, uh, the Celtics won in seven games in 1974. That really series featured the two overtime games and one of the most famous shoots of the time, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's game-winning long-range skyhook in closing seconds of the double overtime in the game number six. It also turned out to be just the beginning of the storied postseason history between the two clubs. Because uh, once the Bucks moved to the Eastern Conference in 1981, they started seeing each other's regularly. So, um, in fact, from... Um, 1983 to 1987 that bird led team uh, met in the playoffs uh, four out of the five seasons to the bucks the celtics uh, won the three uh series uh out of uh, uh the four between 1983 and 1987 um, but the bucks swept the Celtics in the second round of 1983 uh, season, which is still one of the four sweeps the Celtics suffered in their history seven-game season. Both teams fell on hard times in various points of the decades, but in recent years, uh, they have become the staples of the Eastern playoff fixtures. It took 31 years for them to meet again in the playoffs, in 2018, um, they squandered the first round. The Celtics win one in seven. It was good series, but the Bucks young team, the Celtics young team as well, they ran back to In 2019, it was hard loss, one and four, when <laughs> Kyrie practically, I mean, g- gave up the team in hey, quit. Uh, and quit. Quit right and the Bucks taking that series in five. Now they will meet again for the third time in five, in five seasons, with both teams looking like potential title, title contenders, and this series looking like the Eastern Conference Finals, before Eastern Conference Finals, all the credence to Heat and Philadelphia. I really rate Heat, but this is another conversation. This will be the most significant matchup of uh, the new phase of this rivalry. Uh, this is some historical present. Uh, do you like it, and what do you have to correct <laughs> from, from my start? <laughs>
1: well, uh, <laughs> if this series can ever can even come close to matching a couple of the other ones in the past between the Bucks and the Celtics, I mean, then this is going to be epic. I mean, look back just uh, to 2018 when they met in the first round, that, game, that series went seven, and uh, that was... So intense, and that was the one where Terry Rozier called Eric Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe by by accident, (laughs) uh, started the whole Drew Bledsoe wearing a Terry Rozier jersey at the game. and
4: (laughs) It was wild. It was wild. And
1: then on the court was, do you remember the first game of that series? Uh, And the Celtics had it wrapped up, they thought. It was like one second left, and Middleton threw in a 40-footer to tie it. And they went to overtime. Right, the Celtics right. still won, right. but that series was wild. Oh man! And
5: it ha- and it, it, it was
1: nothing compared. You mentioned um, 1974, the final. Seventy-four. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was the one of the most intense series I think in the history of the league. As you said, there were a couple of overtime games. It was a double overtime. If you.
5: Kareem Kareem, right?
1: Kareem hit that shot in game six. Yeah? The Celtics yeah. were seconds, seconds, like ten seconds away from winning the title. And the Bucks had one more possession, and Kareem hits a sky hook on the baseline from about 15, 18 feet out. I mean, a sky hook from that distance. and But that was his baby. That was his bread and butter, and he, he swished it and uh, put the Celtics down. And then they had to go to Milwaukee for game seven. And it was, it was so deflating to see that happen. And you thought, Oh, they can't let this get away. But they had Havlicek and Cowens and white. And, uh, they were not intimidated in the least going on the road for game seven. And they won by 15 points. And it was a great, great game. And, uh, Let me just mention that. You know, Dave Cowens. whenever you see highlights of him, there's this one play Uh where he's diving across the floor to get the loose ball. That's from that series. That's from that, uh, I believe it was from that game six, Uh where uh, he got switched on to Oscar Robertson, one of the greatest of all time, Uh ball handlers and guards, point guard. And he knocked the ball away from him. Right. Shot clock ran out as the ball was rolling across the floor, but Cowens went hurtling after it, and you know that's like that. That one play sums up Cowens on defense his whole career, and so that's a famous thing. And then the sweep that Milwaukee did uh, in '83, the Celtics sort of quit in that series. Uh, They they had Bill Fitch as the coach. They won the title in '81, and Bill Fitch Mm -hmm. was kind of a hard hard taskmaster, they called him. You know, like a, <laughs>
4: uh,
1: a, a really, uh, right. not a player's coach at all. A really uh-huh. stern guy, ultra serious, and didn't give the players much leeway. And uh, they kind of tuned him out by his third year there. And that was what happened. They they played the Bucks. They lost, Celtics lost the first game at home. In mm-hmm. the second game, Larry Bird was sick and didn't play. And they lost Mm -hmm. again. And then they went to Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. and the Celtics had pretty much checked out. uh, Unfortunately, it was sad to see that because it's not the typical uh, Celtics teams that we like to to uh, think about, you know. And they ended up getting swept, and the Bucks fans were all over them. And uh, but they came back and. the next year, and I think they might have swept, or at least won in five, over Milwaukee, and they went on oh, right, to win right, the title. Right. They went on to win they, the title. They
5: won South the X- they won the series. The series, right, right, right. Yeah, they they, they, they won, got right. uh,
1: Casey Jones came, became the coach. Right,
5: right, so. right, right, right. So uh, the Bucks, did, yeah, did, they've
1: <laughs> had a lot of a lot of uh, great moments and history with the Bucks.
5: uh, uh absolutely. And uh, when I mentioned, or um, Oscar Robertson. O- o- Oscar Robertson is one one of the guys that I would put in my starting uh, five uh, at a point guard position of all the times. By the way, you know, uh, m- maybe I would put the, the, one of the Celtics guys, but uh, Oscar Robertson is uh, you know at the top of uh, the selection at least for me, you know. Uh, uh, when you mentioned him. And about uh, Karim Abdul Jabbar, uh, did you know one Funny stuff that uh, he was uh, the, uh, I mean, uh, great scorer, one of the best scorers of all the time. But he never, ne- he never scored sixty points in the game, for example. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> d- during his career. D- did you know that? And uh, to-
1: well, yeah, yeah, I think fifty-five or somewhere around there, maybe is career high.
5: Yeah, but never scored sixty. Uh, uh, a couple of um, uh, things, and really, to finish uh, this segment. Um, it was great and beautiful. Um, numbers to know, the Bucks held Chicago Bulls to 96.5 points per 100 possession in the first round. That is 18.2 fever than the Bulls scored in the regular season. That is why I'm saying that the postseason is different from the regular season. In the 26 years uh, for which we have play-by-play data, um, 416 teams. That was the biggest drop-off in the offense, offensive efficiency from the regular season to uh, the postseason. So the Bulls uh, broke the negative record uh, in the first round. Games 1 and 3 were the Bulls' third and second least efficient games of the season, respectively. Um, the Celtics, on the other hand, had the league top-ranked uh, defense in the regular season, The Celtics held Kevin Durant to just 39% 39 shooting in the first round sweep against the net. But the Brooklyn actually scored more efficiently 115 points per 100 possession over the four games than they did in in the regular season. So in the regular season, the Brooklyn against the Celtics in the four games scored 113 points per 100 possession. In the postseason 115 points But they still lost because their defense sucked. Um, And it's more or less, more or less, to say that way. And though it didn't necessarily feel that way, the Celtics' victory was more on the other end of the floor. So the Celtics have had the second most efficient offense in the playoffs. They scored 119.2 points per 100 possession, The second most efficient offense in the playoffs. 119.2 119.2 points per, per 100 possessions against the Brooklyn. And while they had the league number one defense in the regular season, they also had its top-ranked offense, uh, 120.7 points per 100 possessions. Uh, uh, during the 32 games, we had the top-ranked offense, 120.7 points per 100 possessions, and we won 26 of, tw- of 32 games in that span. And finally, the regular series between these two teams was relatively offensive, with the Celtics and Bucks uh, combined to score almost 116 points per 100 possessions in the four games. But the Celtics' defense has generally played at a high level all season, and the Bucks' defense has, seeming, had, has seemingly flipped the, flipped the switch um, in the postseason a little and finally the pick fully health, healthy these two teams are evenly matched with splitting the seasons two and two but middleton knee injury uh, cast uh, doubt on his availability to early portion of the series series he will miss the series uh, by the time he's fully healthy it, it, it could be might be too late for the bucks the celtics are close to picking just at the right time with the hungry battle-tested group of young players the first year coach yudoka who is emerging and who just wrenched up the club's collective tenancy uh, uh, on the both ends of the floor the defending chance back showed a little uh, vulnerability in the first round losing to the bulls uh, at home the game number two it could be a sign of crack and this series should go down to the wire but the middle injury it is no doubt in my mind that, uh, um, I mean, it will be hard for Milwaukee to overcome. Celtics in seven. You, Mr. Mike? Mm,
1: Celtics in six, I, I believe. And uh, just okay. as far as how they played each other this year, uh, just a quick point. They played each other four times. And uh, okay. the first three times were in November and December. And the Celtics had not pu- pulled it together at that point. And they won the two home games, and they lost the road game. That was the Christmas one. And then the only other time they've played since then was uh, in the last week of the regular season. You remember that. They went to Milwaukee, right. and uh, they kept out Corford and Tatum. and it might have been somebody else. Um, and uh, the Bucks, uh they uh, the Celtics almost beat them anyway uh, with Marcus Smart and a lot of bench right. guys, and so that's, that's right. I mean again I think if you want to take that as an indicator, um, mm-hmm. Celtics are just more together right now. Not that the Bucks aren't, but they're more together. Than the Celtics are, and uh, again with the Middleton being out, uh, I just think if everything goes according to plan. And if everything goes, uh, you know, if they play to their capabilities, the Celtics, they're going to win the series. And
4: Absolutely. I think it'll be in six. I got to okay. give
1: uh, you got to give Milwaukee uh-huh. a couple of games because they are the right. defending champs. So, but i right, I'm, right, right, right. I feel good about Celtics in six.
5: The Celtics. Mm-hmm. Excellent, Mike. I think it was fantastic. I really enjoyed. You really need to go right now. Uh, Sorry for holding you too long, but uh, you know when uh, the company is great, uh, uh, the the talking never ends. (laughs) The the talk never ends. Uh, So the people can find you at the shopping blog, at the Twitter, at Mike Dino, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Thanks, Igor. It's been a pleasure. I always have fun talking with you.
5: Great, great. Uh, One of uh, my favorite uh, guests. The best of luck to you, to the Celtics blog, and to the Celtics. 1 p.m. Eastern, And is Sports Boston, Milwaukee Bucks, reigning champs are coming to Boston, and the real uh, chance for the Celtics to dethrone the king. right? Right. <laughs> okay, that was uh, Mr. Mike Dynon. All the best, and uh, talk to you, Mr. Mike, soon, right?
1: Right. Thanks, Igor.
5: Uh, all the best. That was Mike Dynon from the Celtics blog, if I am correct, we should have, uh, after a while, Mr. Matt Ruri uh, if, uh, uh, the number is, uh, correct. So I will try. Matt, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello.
2: Igor, how's it going, man? It's been a while.
5: Uh, it's been a while. Uh, you just heard, you just heard Mr. Mike Dino, and we were just blabbing over one hour. Man, I didn't, uh, even have, uh, the pause for the audience, but, uh, uh, when the company is great, like I said, uh, you know, the, the talking never ends. And right now... It's an hour? That's, that's amazing. I don't think I have that for you,
2: buddy, tonight, but uh, I'm glad that you and Mike had a, had a good start to the show.
5: No, no, I mean, you don't have to stay an hour. Stay however long you, you of want. Of course. I, yes. I, just, I just said uh, that uh, we were blab- Mike and I were blubbing more than ours. I, I just said. Yeah, that. no,
2: that's, a, that's uh, awesome. That's amazing. That's a good start. Uh, <clears throat> uh,
5: we were previewing the Bucks series. So let's uh, right away, of course, uh, you are from uh, stillnessmedia.com. Uh, they are program director, member of original crew, to say that way, you know, and the author of Careless Whisper, Celtic Live, Podium Shows for a long time uh and man the, i mean i personally am missing you and mr Cal- calvin chamberlain uh as well and by, by the way i i would like uh, to, to 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 hear um what does he think about uh lebron james and los angeles lakers disappearing act this season you know but uh, uh we will find out maybe sometimes right Hey,
2: I mean, I haven't talked to him in a in a very long time. It's been many years, and I mean, if you can get a hold of him, then by all means, let me know what he has to say because
8: uh, it's been
2: <laughs> it's been a few years since we've done a show together, and uh, we haven't we haven't really spoken. So it's yeah, I miss doing those shows. Um, but you know, things things happen for a reason. We move on, and uh, CLNS is doing great right now. So props to them. They're still. Pumping it out, Bobby Manning is, is taking care of the postgame show and that is definitely in good hands so I feel I feel good about the groundwork that we laid there you know, and, and I know that you know all about mm-hmm. that being one of the first mm-hmm. callers that we had there.
5: Mm, right, right, right. I'm, I mean I, I'm still missing your crew is great but uh, I'm still missing your old shows because uh, on those podium shows, you know uh, the fans could uh, express their frustration and everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? A task. Absolutely. The uh, yeah. direct actor. At task with um, uh, the Celtics and the games. Yeah. Uh, I was the caller and um, I mean um, I'm uh, this this uh, actually show uh, you will you will not believe me this actually show uh, will be the last one on, on blog com it doesn't mean that we are stopping working, it means that we will move to uh, another platform, StreamYard but uh, we will inform you about that Uh, so uh, this kind of uh, end at the blogtalkradio.com you know Mm. uh, 313 shows this is 313 regular wow, Wow. that's a lot Uh, and I have been here what, 6 years? uh no we are t- t- 10 years uh since 2000. i mean me yeah, uh, that's
2: a long time man that's a long time yeah.
5: right 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 uh r- right uh lou is with us uh hello lou uh so um uh, yeah six years so met like yeah. 313 episodes and like i don't know 70 something special episode Denny's uh keeping uh, the touch plus we have a uh, youtube channel and the video production right now So, I mean, but we will move to the stream yard uh, because of quality and uh, shorter format, uh, you know. Uh, So, Matt, man, I mean, really happy to have you here. And let me ask you first uh, what I asked uh, uh, Mr. Mike. um, How do you feel after the Celtics uh, swept the Mets and uh, returned them favor? Uh, from the last year's playoff because they defeated us, uh, if I'm correct, uh, one and four?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite a surprise, to be honest. I, I definitely didn't think there was a sweep coming. Um, I thought the Celtics mm-hmm. would win the series because they
6: are more right. talented
2: top to bottom. Yeah, perhaps uh, the, uh-huh. the Nets have the best player in the world, Kevin Durant, but when you look at two through seven and when you, especially when you get into the deeper bench, if you have to, the Celtics are just a better team than that. So I, I thought they would yeah. win the series for sure. Uh, the sweep is surprising, but I, I do have to say that after game two, when Kyrie Irving uh, was a shell of himself, to be honest, I Aww. mean, he, he was he went off in game one and he was all going after the crowd and, uh, for whatever reason, he was not the same in game two. And at that point, I realized that uh, Kyrie Irving probably does not want to come back to Boston to play another game. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I yeah. know when that they job. were up to nothing, I was kind of expecting a sweep. And the only way that there wasn't going to be a sweep at that point after the Celtics won those first two games in the in the manner that they did at the buzzer in the first one uh, and then just really grinding it out in the second. Um, after they won those first two games, it was clear to me that unless Kevin Durant became the otherworldly MVP caliber type of player that he was and literally carried 10 other guys on his back, uh, the Celtics were going to take that in four because there was no way that Kyrie wanted to come back and face the wrath of the Boston fans. Just to basically lose in a game five, because, um, at that point in the series, the Celtics even though they won a couple of close games and they were, they were grinding them out for sure, they looked like the better team. They looked like they were in control every game, Absolutely. and um, they, they proved that by sweeping the net. So um, right now, I, I, don't, I don't want to have that same confidence going into the Bucs series because this is a different animal. You've mentioned it mm-hmm. multiple times. There's a standing champs. Giannis is arguably. Yeah, correct,
4: correct.
2: Uh, I, I just mentioned uh, Kevin Durant as best player in the world. Uh, Giannis is right there in the conversation. So um,
4: uh-huh. the Celtics
2: have a tough, facing two of the top two players in, in the NBA in the first two rounds. And if they can find a way to defend Giannis and the three-pointer at the same time for the rest from the rest of the team, uh, then I think uh-huh. they'll win the series. But um, they, they really that's. The, that's the thing: is the Celtics need to stick to their guns and play um, their game, which is basketball. The offense will come. Yeah. So I, I I just worry that they will get in a three point shootout with the with the Bucks because the Bucks do shoot a lot of threes. So that would be my concern: yes, they is, to, is to get in a a three point shootout and they can't keep up. I, I want them to focus on their defensive game plan and scheme because I I think if they do that, then they'll win they'll win more games than lose, and that means winning the series.
5: Um, you uh, touched uh, the the Bucs the, 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 the series preview, uh, Matt. Um, I mean, uh, the, the, the Celtics got the confidence, and you mentioned Kevin Durant, Tatum uh, outplayed Durant, uh, guarding him, you know, and something. Uh, so, uh, right now, we are not used to uh, this role, but uh, the Celtics are favorites to win the series, and uh, I think um, by 4.5 points uh, to win the game number one. I don't know it what is uh, the, uh, the the most probable score. Maybe in the Celtics is six have uh, the 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 highest odds, but uh, the Celtics are uh, the favorites to win the series. Now um, I played the audio of um, I mean Chris uh, of Goodman uh, at uh, the 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 first um, uh, the Goodman from uh, uh I think it was on NBC Sports Boston. Uh, but, but by the way, let me play to you uh, uh, audio which is really short, uh, one minute and twenty-seven seconds. Uh, This is my question for you, by the way. Uh, Who has the most pressure to win the series, Bucks or the Celtics? So, really short.
0: Goodman, who has more pressure on them to win this series with the way things have gone? Is it the defending champions, or has it switched to the Celtics?
3: No, they already won one. They won one, and they don't have Chris Middleton. So, honestly, they're not even supposed to win this series right now. Everybody's got the Celtics winning this for the most part because of the injury. So, I think the Celtics, I don't think either team has a ton of pressure. Because, again, if the Celtics lose, it's still a hell of a season from where they came from. For the Bucs, every team right now has injuries except the Celtics. Like, the Celtics are finally the healthiest team in the league. It took a couple years, but they're there.
8: He just jinxed it, I bet. Now someone's going to, like... No, jinx. I'm knocking on wood. I'm not knocking on wood, Forsberg. I mean, Jesus Goodman, he had one job on the uh I, 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 I get his point, right? Like, the Bucks don't have that pressure. But I will say this. Like, once you've been there, you just sort of expected to be there. And you're supposed to not, like, no one's satisfied by winning one. My biggest thing is, like, how do the Celtics play from being the, the, the team that's in the power position? Because they've always sort of been that spunky underdog, even as they've sort of accelerated this season. I'm eager to see if e can get them into the mindset of being the, the, the dog and not the dog being chased or
7: whatever. I, I'll, 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 just say, I'll just add this. I think they already had more pressure on them against Brooklyn. I think the Celtics had more pressure in that series, and we saw the way they responded. So I'm not worried about them having more pressure going into this series against the Bucks. And,
0: and I think e is going to use the – they wanted to play us. They didn't mm-hmm. even care about getting home courts to show them uh, that they were wrong. Okay, so,
5: Matt, uh, who is having more pressure, in your, in your opinion, the Bucks or the Celtics?
2: Yeah, I've got to agree with the CLNS guy there, Jeff Goodman. I, I, he just, I, <laughs>
4: yeah. I think he hit it okay. right on the
2: head. I mean, um, right? the, the injury is a big thing. It kind of takes some pressure off of Milwaukee. Um, but the other thing is, I, I, will, I will agree with him for the most part, but I do disagree in, in one regard. He said that if they lose this series, the Celtics, that is, it would still be a hell of a season from where they came from. And while that does make sense, I disagree in the sense that they were underachieving at the beginning of the season. This uh-huh. is what since, since 2022 turned the, the calendar, January first. Since the last couple of months, what you've seen in the last few months, this is the way they should have been playing the whole year, in my opinion. So I'm glad they figured it out, and I'm glad that the coach has done something to get these guys. Maybe it's not just the coach. Maybe Marcus Smart is, is a part of it. Defensive Player of the Year. You know, maybe everybody's just finally buying into the philosophy. You know, and their talent is shining through. But talent wise, they should have been playing this way the entire right. season, and it should not have been a race to number two. It should not have been a scramble to get number two. And quite frankly, they should be having a home series in the NBA finals if they get there, but it's not going to happen because they didn't have as good of a season as, as I think that they could have potentially. Now, if they win the title, obviously all that is erased and forgiven. And I think that they definitely have what it takes to do that. Um, but there is definitely pressure on this team because the expectations are high. They're, now that they're living up to the talent level that we've seen and that we've projected over the course of the last few years, uh, the pressure is off people want to win pretty badly. So,
4: uh, yeah. And, and,
2: and again, just like Jeff said, the fact that the Bucks had just won the title there's not maybe as much pressure on them because they already got one. And, and this Celtics team has, does not have one. And um, if you remember a few years ago, Jalen Brown was saying – that he was going to have five, six, seven by, by this time or by the next couple of years. And obviously that has not happened. So I think they put pressure on themselves. And I think there's definitely outside pressure as well. But we've seen that they can shine through that uh, at this point. And there, are, there were multiple instances over the last few weeks in that net series and towards the end of the regular season where you looked at a situation that the Celtics were in and you said to yourself, Last year, they would have lost this game. Last year, they would have folded.
4: Mm -hmm. Last year,
2: they would have fallen apart. And they have not done that yet this far. And I think they've shown a ton of resolve. So I believe that this team has what it takes to win the title. uh, But they just have to go out and prove it. So, yeah, they might have more pressure on them, but that doesn't mean they can't handle it.
5: Uh, Right, right, right. Totally, totally agree with you. I mean, uh, there is a tendency uh, to overreact in the Celtics' uh, uh land and the, among the celtics fans i'm looking at my page you know and uh uh we were talking with mr mike dynon that uh i mean the 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 celtics uh, uh fans some of them are saying oh we are now going to sweep the back the box and that kind of stuff um and yeah, on, on on your c l n s uh c l n s um, you know, uh, uh, radio podcast with uh, Jeff Goodman and Bob Ryan. Uh, I think that Bob Ryan said, and I recommend the people to listen always Bob Ryan because he's the man from whom, uh, and Jeff Goodman, but by the way, Gary Tangway is the host, uh, from whom uh, you can learn a lot about basketball um, and the Celtics. And he is the voice of the reason uh, always. Uh, so Ryan said the Celtics fans should uh, enjoy the season and enjoy the ride this uh, season. In his opinion, the Celtics are playing with the house money uh, from now on because after sweeping uh, the Nets, and quote, "It is good to dream big. It is it is good to." dream about the title but uh, they they should not make the end of the world they should not make the end of the world if uh, we lose to the Bucks. in other hand in other words uh, he would be relatively okay Uh, i mean not okay okay but uh, uh, he would uh, uh, understand and uh, maybe he would say that the season is good uh, like uh, Goodman, uh, if, if if we lose the series against the Bucks, so you said you disagree with Goodman about that, right? Yeah, well,
2: yeah, that's the part that I just don't I don't really get, especially with Middleton out. Um, I know Giannis is, is Giannis, but the Celtics have shown that they're the best defensive team in the league, and they've Aww. shown that they know how to and not, Even even prior to this year. With Brad Stevens as coach, they have schemed up Giannis and they've defended him very well. So it, it, it's it's the Bucks the Bucks present a, a unique challenge because it's not just Giannis. It's all they put four three point shooters on the floor with him. It doesn't matter who you are. I, name a guy on their roster, they're shooting at least 40% from the three uh, for for the most part. The guys that get heavy minutes anyway, and they don't throw anybody out there that's that's worse than like 35%. So I mean. You have to defend the entire court, and luckily the Celtics have a lot of defenders that are long and, and big. And if Rob Williams is even healthier than we saw uh, in the in those two games in the net series, then I think that they have a really good shot at, at doing what they need to do to to game plan and scheme up the Bucks. It's just they need to sort of focus on that side of things, like I said earlier, and let the offense come to them. And if they start forcing the offense and, and jacking up threes and turning the ball over, that's where they're going to get into trouble. But if they rely on their defense as their anchor, then I think they're going to be able to get out on some fast breaks and they're going to be able to uh, score on uh, in ways that is not necessarily a half court thing. Um, and quite frankly, I mean, while the Bucks do have a lot of great three-point shooters, they don't have a lot of great one-on-one defenders. So if you, can take advantage of pulling Giannis out to the three-point line somehow, then you might be able to get to the rim and and get some fouls. So um, there are multiple ways that the Celtics can find to score, uh, but there's only one way to sort of win the series, in my opinion, and that's to to shut it down on the other end. So they've got to to lean on their number one defense.
5: Excellent excellent stuff. Uh, Skipping uh, to the matchups and – we discussed with uh, Mr. M- Mr. Mike. Uh, I mean, uh, first, uh, let me let me uh, re- uh, read you a uh, short uh, the playoff uh, picture. So, uh, and I want your comments because we didn't comment uh, this uh, in the first hour. Uh, right now, in the first round, the Phoenix Suns defeated New Orleans Pelicans four and two. It was solid series. Devin Booker. Booker was injured. I think Chris Paul can play uh, right. And then Dallas, number four, defeated Utah, number five, four and two. Luka Doncic was injured. So in conference semifinals, uh, game uh, uh, Phoenix Suns, number one, will play Dallas, number two, number four, pardon. Phoenix Suns, number one, against Dallas, number uh, four. Arizona against Texas. So, um, then, Golden State Warriors uh, defeated Denver Nuggets 4-1. Uh, Steph Curry came off the bench in the four games, returning from the injury. Denver without Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Mare. Uh, Jokic uh, MVP was is out. Uh, then, Memphis Grizzlies, hell of a series. Uh, I mean, number two at the Western Conference, defeated Minnesota number seven. Uh, Phenomenal Anthony Edwards and Carl Anton Great series. I enjoyed this series, four and two. Uh, Jamorant and the company are in the second round. So in the conference semifinals, Golden State Warriors, Oakland, Memphis, Grizzlies, uh, number two. Uh, Do you have comments about... uh, The first round at the Western Conference and Conference Semifinals: uh, Phoenix Suns, Dallas, Golden State Warriors, Memphis. Uh, Memphis, uh, probably the the my favorite young team at the Western Conference, and the injuries uh, is the mark of uh, the playoffs uh, thus far at uh, the Western Conference. Sadly, right? Yeah, you know what? I think I think the
2: Western Conference has been. The best sort of first round playoffs run that we've seen in quite some time on either side. I think it's I think it's been awesome. It's been real. Minnesota was quite a surprise. I didn't think they were going to win a a single game against Memphis, but they ended up winning two, and they almost they almost won Game Six. Um, So uh, Memphis to me came into this this uh, playoff run. Uh, this postseason as the favorite out west, in my opinion. I didn't think that, mm-hmm. that Phoenix was going to hold up. I thought that that even though they won so many games in the regular season and they looked like a great team, they definitely do. Um, I didn't think that they were going to be able to play the type of basketball that Memphis plays when it comes down to it. Um, but you know what? <laughs> and this this is pretty ignorant and foolish of me. I completely overlooked the Golden State Warriors, and they look mm-hmm. amazing. They they look uh... like like Champions again, and um, with Clay Thompson being back and healthy and i mean I, I hate to I hate to root for the other guys, you know, but that team is just amazing so I, I'm, I'm happy to see that they're back in a situation where they might be able to get back to the NBA Finals because uh, they're a likable team, even though even though if they were playing the Celtics, I would hate them you know what i mean so
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, it's just uh, they they so they are making it an interesting situation out west and um, on top of that, I mean, you've got a Dallas team that, if Lugodonches is, is healthy, uh, he, is, he could be one of the best players to grace the NBA Finals in recent memory anyway, if they can figure out a way to get there. Um, so, I don't know. The, the Western Conference is very interesting to me. I think there's a lot of uh, close series. Both, both semifinal series are going to be very close, and I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, to see any of the teams uh, come out of those series. So um, I, I'm not prepared to make an actual pick for any of those, to be honest.
4: Um,
2: but but uh, I would say that it, it, Golden State looks like the team to beat to me uh, overall. And uh, Phoenix is right there as well. Um, but again, coming into the whole thing, I was on Memphis. I thought Memphis was going to be uh, the number one team to beat in – in the west because of just sort of the way that they grind things out and John Morant began being that up and coming star um and but now that I've seen the first round sort of play out I I'm, I'm looking at Golden State again and uh that's that to me would be the most exciting uh, matchup if the Celtics were to get to the finals uh is Golden State
5: I will say uh, uh, just uh, for the symmetry that uh, I I I I would still uh I think uh, Golden State. Well, I Golden State, still, uh, uh, pick uh, Memphis uh, Grizzlies uh, just for fun, you know, uh, because the uh, pro- I think that the projected um, the projected Eastern Confe- Western Conference Finals were at the beginning of, beginning of the season. Uh, Phoenix Suns, Golden State Warriors. So um, you know Phoenix Suns number one, Golden State Warriors uh, slided a little. Number three, but uh, like you said, they are championship uh, caliber team. It is not surprise if they are in the finals. If they even win the finals again, it will not be surprise. I don't have the good vibe about this Golden State Warriors team, you know. Um, I yeah, Clay Thompson is back. Stephen Curry slowly getting back uh, to the starting uh, lineup. You know, they were resting him um, in uh, the previous rounds, but. Something feels... Uh, I, I don't have that vibe, you know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about it. this team. So, so something is missing. They are missing James Wiseman, I think, out of the injury, but he's not playing the whole year. Uh, they have the great second unit, uh, good coach, everything. Uh, on the other hand, um, again, again uh, you mentioned Minnesota. I was really impressed with uh, the way Minnesota fought, and it will not be surprised surprise If uh, Minnesota um, uh, won uh, another game, for example, they were close. Uh, And, uh, I mean, Minnesota is having solid starting five, to tell you the truth, you know. Uh, Our friend Greg Monroe is there, but uh, I was impressed with Anthony Edwards. Uh, I think he's the future star. If Towns leaves Minnesota, uh, Edwards will be the face of franchise. On the other hand, I am picking, uh, I was picking uh, Memphis over uh, Minnesota because uh, not only because of uh, John Moran, like uh, rising star. Bob Ryan said he's uh, without shadow of a doubt top five player in the NBA right now. So is Jason Tatum because those are the facts, right? Uh, I mean, uh, I think Goodman and uh, Ryan. I, I hate to pick those uh, selections uh, if you are picking uh, Mets top 5 players right now uh, in the NBA I mean they said Giannis without shadow of a doubt uh, number 1 they said uh, whom? Uh, Jokic uh, they said uh, Embiid Tatum and Morant so you have to pick Morant but uh, not only Morant uh, they have great team great chemistry, and they're well and good co- coached. Also, uh, they have a really solid uh, bench. Um, for example, they're starting five, uh, Jamorant, Dylan Brooks at point guard, uh, Desmond Baines, uh, small forward. By the way, we could draft that guy, Desmond Bain, in one of previous, previous drafts, but never mind. This is the good shooter who hit um, nine of 15 shooting in the last game, uh, Jared Jackson Jr. Uh, at uh, four, at uh, and uh, 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 Adams, Steven Adams at the center. He was injured, and Tillman started in front of him. But uh, the guys from the bench met like Jones, Clark, Brandon Clark, who had double-double of the bench, 17 and 11 and kyle anderson they really were the game changers and to sum up the great upcoming young team and i'm always happy to see the two solid young teams to uh, upcoming teams you know because that is guaranteed that the nba will be good in the uh, next years right Yeah, I mean, Memphis,
4: Memphis looks
2: strong, and I mean, I, I would I would disagree. I, I wouldn't put Morant in the top five right now. I like Don, Doncic okay. personally, uh, and I okay. also think that Towns, Carl uh, Anthony Towns is a better player than John Morant right now, so uh, I would okay. put him in, in, in a better situation, but Morant certainly, over the next couple of years, is going to be in that conversation, so he, he's right on the fringe, So, um, but yeah, Tatum is up there for me, and you mentioned the other guys that are obvious, Giannis, and... Jokic and Embiid, so those definitely
5: right there. That was not my pick, but uh, Goodman and Ryan. No, right? I know, I know. I, I, did, I just, I just wanted to get
2: it on record. Yeah, uh, okay. um, I'm more of a Towns and Yo or in, uh, guy than I am for uh-huh. John Morant. But um, he, Morant is certainly a special player, and, and uh, I think if he expands his his uh, his range, his jump shooting ability, then he's going to be unstoppable in the future so that's something to look out for um but just generally i i mean memphis is, is a team that i think the nba needs to have them in, in a good position because Absolutely. in my opinion I, i've always liked the more defensive game you know and, and this whole flashy finesse game that has sort of come about with lebron james leaving the pack and uh, all this stuff i i just I'd rather see a team that wants to grind it out. And Memphis in general has always been a grinded out situation. They have always relied on defense and, and just sort of getting hard offensive possessions. And that's the type of basketball that I like. So if the league is going to have a, a good young team playing that way, then I, for me personally, it's going to be good. Um, and I think the fact that Morant is such a, st- a superstar, uh, he, people gravitate towards him. Um, and that is going to be a good thing as well. So I hope he stays in Memphis for a while. I hope that team stays good because anytime you have a Western Conference team—not name the Los Angeles Lakers—that is going to be a perennial contender. That's right. good. That's good for me. I'll, I'll take that.
5: <laughs> yeah, Phoenix. Like I said, Phoenix, Boulder State, and Memphis—the big three at the Western Conference right now. Um, uh, the number four spot is open. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't know if Dallas is the true number four spot, but never mind. I don't think that they are a championship caliber team. Uh, neither is Utah of our <laughs> Danny Ainge, uh, who is working there in some capacity. Anyway, let's talk about. Uh, come come back to me in five years. Come
2: back to me in five years, and then we'll see if, if Utah is good because that's about Danny Ainge's time frame. Right. look
4: Right. right.
2: He drafts guys right. and then five years later, they are right. a contender. Right. I mean, that's that's right. good on him. Look at this Celtics team right now. How right. many Danny Ainge guys are on the roster? Almost all of them. All, In, all I mean, them. right down the roster. Four out of the five starters. Grant Williams. Uh, 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 Peyton Pritchard was a Danny Ainge guy. Brad only had one, one draft. And good on Brad. I mean, he had some good offseason moves, right? He made mm-hmm. he made some great offseason moves, bringing in Al Horford. He signed which He then flipped later on to get uh, uh, White, uh, Derek White, and uh, Tysk back between the two trades that he made in the middle of the season. So mm-hmm. Brad Stevens has done some good things, but, but you cannot take any credit away from Danny Ainge because the basis awesome. and foundation of this is his mastermind. Give him credit, right, and right. Utah got something good. And so, if, if I'm a Utah fan, I'm um, I'm disappointed in the way that things have gone for the last couple of years, um, mm-hmm. including this year. But I'm happy that I have Danny Ainge on my side.
5: Uh, no, no, absolutely. Uh, Donovan Mitchell said that uh, he will stay in Utah after elimination. So as uh, Rudy Gobert and uh, Utah is there, but. Uh, uh, they are talking about Queen Snyder potentially taking over uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, which will be the huge blow for uh, Utah, but uh, we will see what happens there. I totally agree with you about Danny age. I was just mentioning that uh, I'm not sure that uh, Utah Jazz is... Uh, uh, I mean, uh, watching them, they started the season well, but I never thought that they were the true contenders. That's what I wanted to say. The Denver is uh, the num- number four. The real number four. But they were, uh, you know, uh, butchered by-, by injuries and they slided away in the defense. And, you know, um, I-, I mean, Jokic played good, but uh, he didn't have the good roster or the, uh, enough help around him. So if Denver is healthy... Denver is uh, the real number four. That's what I wanted to say at uh, this constellation of, uh, you know, fours, you know, Phoenix, uh, Golden State Warriors, Memphis, and Denver. That's the big, uh, okay, Uh, that's the big four at uh, uh, the Western Conference. Let's talk about the Eastern Conference a little. uh, Then we will wrap up with you. Uh, so in the Eastern Conference uh first round Miami uh defeated Atlanta four and one. Uh last year, if I'm correct, um, Easter, Eastern Conference uh, finals for Atlanta. Uh if I didn't uh, imagine that. Uh and this year first round elimination. Uh Philly defeated Toronto four and two, but they are without M B potentially for the whole series against Miami. Uh it's it's a huge blow for them. Uh, so Miami and Philly, number one and four, expected semifinals. Milwaukee defeated Chicago. We talk about that in the show, four and one. And Boston defeated uh, Brooklyn, four and no oh. We talk about that as well. Uh, so number two, Boston. Number three, Milwaukee. Boston, favorite is there. Miami, number one. Philly, number four. Miami, favorite is there. For Miami, I want to say that... Um, Uh, They are one, I mean, number one in the Eastern Conference. They are not uh, getting enough credit, in my opinion, because they had a good season. Uh, But uh, they are having injuries as well because they uh, were without Jimmy Butler and uh, uh, Kyle Lowry in uh, the last game. Uh, They started uh, Vitor Oladipo, uh, Tucker, PJ Tucker, Gabe Vincent, who played for the Celtics uh, in the uh, G League, and Bema De uh, In other words, they are having uh, troubles with injuries as well, but uh, potentially Vitor Oladipo uh, get back. For example, in the last uh, in the last regular season game, Vitor Oladipo is back, and uh, he's capable of putting 20-plus points per game uh, for them in the series. Uh, and uh, uh, Miami's heavy favorites against Philly without indeed uh, for Philadelphia. Uh, tough times for our Doc Rivers. Uh, Bob Brown mentioned that he wants uh, Doc Rivers to succeed because if he fails with Philadelphia, his legacy will be remembered uh, as a coach who failed with a couple of uh, big teams like Los Angeles um, and uh, uh, Philadelphia and what other team he was, I cannot, I, I forgot. Uh, so he wants, uh, Bob Ryan wants uh, uh, Doc Rivers to succeed with Philly at least to the uh, Eastern Conference finals, but uh, uh, he's afraid that uh, Rivers will lose. Uh, so am I. <laughs> James Harden looks uh, nothing like James Harden from the past, right?
2: Yeah, Philadelphia is a, a, an interesting case right now because uh, people were thinking that they were gonna they were gonna lose after being up 3-0. and um, it, it was looking like they might until they had a thirty point lead in game six and uh, left Embiid in the game and now he's out. So I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I I don't know if you believe in karma, but I kind of do a little bit. It, sometimes right. it seems like a crazy crazy thing to think about, but um, I, I feel like the basketball gods don't uh, they, they don't mess around, and that sort of points also to the Celtics. And if I can tie things back to them, I always will. Mm-hmm. But um, they they said no. Let's go get the two seed. Let's bring on whoever whoever it is. Everybody was afraid of Brooklyn. Everybody was afraid of Milwaukee. Uh, they tried to avoid each other. Blah blah blah. They said no. We're going to win as many games as we can. We're going to try and, and get home court. And I think they've kind right. of been rewarded for that. Uh, I think they approached the Rob Williams right. injury in the in the right manner, and they are being rewarded for that right now as well. So they need to ride this out and sort of continue on the the right path and and not mess around. You know, don't screw around. Don't rest guys because just because or like don't don't get in, involved in any of that. And I think that. Um, some of that may have bit Philly a little bit. Uh, it, and now Embiid is, is out for at least five days. Uh, he's going to definitely miss the first two games of the series. And some people would say that they were going to lose those games in Miami anyway, but yeah, I would say that if they had Embiid, they could split, and then the, it's a series, right? And that's all you need to right. do as, the, as a pro team is quit. Um, now I, I think we, that they're ahead, and we, Miami is totally both those games.
5: We don't have injury reports for Miami. Sorry for interrupting you. Kyle Laurie no, yeah. and uh, Jimmy Butler. If Kyle Laurie and Jimmy Butler are out, uh, whom are you taking in the first two games? I'm taking one and one.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they're both out, then I, I it's, it's probably one and one, but I would honestly still lean Miami because I think um, Miami. they've got some score uh, and right. bam out of bio is still one of the better players in the series mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. I, I honestly need to see something from James Harden before I believe in him as a player I've never believed in him as a player especially <laughs> when it comes down <laughs> to crunch time much like Kyrie didn't want to come back to Boston and he folded I'm not so sure that James Harden really wants to grind out another 12 wins 20 games over the next couple, who knows, maybe more, 30 games, if, if they have a, a lot of seven-game series. Uh, or I guess, I guess, sorry, it would be 21 is, is the rest of the, the games that he would have to play to win the NBA Finals with all seven-game series. So um, I don't know if, he, if he's the type of player that really wants to do that. Um, and when it comes down to it, I don't think that they are the better team in, in, in general. Uh-huh. So even with all the injuries, I still lean Miami. Um, and I have the Celtics over Philadelphia, too, if it came down to that. Uh, but Miami is mm-hmm. a team that sort of scares me a little bit because I think East that they have the mentality to, to get under the Celtics' skin. And as good as the Celtics' defense has been, I think Miami's defense is just as good when they, when yeah. they want yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and that, to me, is, is the biggest threat right there. Uh, because yeah. if, if yeah. the Celtics face a team that is doing the same things that they are and I'm just not sure that they would be able to overcome some of that stuff on the offensive end. Um, but uh, I still, if I had to would pick the Celtics against Miami at this point as well. So I'm expecting right. the Celtics to go to the NBA finals. And I hope I'm, I'm not wearing my green goggles and I'm not saying it's going to be an easy road. I, I, it'll be a seven game series, close games. They're going to have to grind it out. Um, but I, I expect them to be there, to be honest.
5: Oh, right, right. That, that's a real expectation. And by the way, uh, the odds makers are expecting as well. Like I mentioned, uh, uh, I think somebody at your podcast uh, mentioned as well. Uh, it will come uh, to uh, the point uh, that uh, the healthiest team will uh, be in the finals and uh, will win the finals and at the Eastern Conference. That's that's the Boston Celtics. That, that's the price. But uh, you mentioned so right about that's, uh, You mentioned the basketball dad. So. I think that uh, definitely uh, we deserve to be the healthiest uh, team in uh, the NBA because we were one of uh, the teams with the most injuries the last five years. So, I mean, uh, it is time basketball got to return us the favor a little, you know. So if everything is right, uh, the finals and the title is not impossible. Uh, even though, for example, if we face Golden State Warriors that you mentioned in the finals, it will be a really, you know, uh, strong challenge. Uh, that's why I prefer Memphis Grizzlies or Phoenix Suns uh, over Golden State Warriors for potential finals. But, uh, you but those are all road series.
2: Those are also all, all road series. So you, don't forget all that. And that's series. something that I think Phelps could have done a little bit better had they had a better start to the season. Um, mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe they just, they just plow through
5: that right. stuff. Right. About Miami, uh, one sentence and we'll let you go. Uh, I totally agree. They had uh, Pat Riley, one of our arch rivals in the 80s, as you know, Los Angeles Lakers coach, uh, and uh, he created their uh, championship teams. He's general manager there, uh, the man uh, for basketball operations. Uh, they have championship coach Eric polstra. You can hate, love him or hate him, but he knows how to coach the team. Uh, they have you mentioned them at the bio, Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler is playing out of his mind man he 's having better this season than the previous season. I know that you yeah, love that you love Jimmy Butler. I was never Jimmy Butler guy, but uh, I need to recognize that Jimmy Butler is still one of um, Elite players. I would not maybe take him as top 10. Uh, maybe he is top 10. Uh, you know, he's having the best this season than the previous season. But watching yeah. him in the previous series against Atlanta, taking over the games, like scoring 40, I mean, uh, really impressive. Never mind Atlanta on the other end. But uh, Jimmy Butler is really yeah, elite I just, player. I just and... love
2: his mentality. Yeah, I just love his right. mentality. You know, he does what he right. has to do. He does. He does asked of him and there was one story about how he he has been deferring to his teammates quite a bit and he he doesn't want to be the main scorer anymore Uh, and he thinks that he can win a title by uh, deferring to the team around him and he's probably right about that but the team pushed back and said no we need you to score we want you to be that scorer go out and get some buckets Jimmy and he did and that's part of the reason they won that series so you're right he's been balling out of his mind Um, he wants the title real bad but you know who else wants the title real bad Al Horford, got to drop his name out there because we haven't talked about yeah. him much at all. And before I I, I leave you here, I just got to say that okay. he has been uh, he has been a real important part to the Celtics, and uh, I think that he has been a mentor it to these guys. He's back again. They listen to him. They trust him. And not only that, but he's contributing on floor as well. He's knocking down shots. He spreads the floor um and i think that of all the guys that i've been watching in the playoff he is he is the one that's really uh pushing to get that title i'm not sure if he's ready to retire he's obviously towards the end of his career but i think he wants it real bad and if if it comes down to it he's gonna he's gonna give his all um and i i'm i'm on our side for sure definitely the consummate professional and he makes the guys around him better and that's uh that's the type of player that the Celtics need right now. So I think that Al is going to be a huge part of this off run.
5: Excellent stuff. I will not hold you any further. Matt, uh, thanks for coming and really enjoyed talking to you. And by the way, I think that you enjoyed as well uh, talking about the Celtics, man. (laughs) So, I mean... (laughs) Yes, sir. Always a pleasure to talk
2: to you, Igor. I'm sorry that it hasn't been as as often as we used to. Uh,
5: Never mind. Uh, When you have time for us, uh, please come. Uh, this is your home as well. Uh, you're our uh, t- uh, friend from the beginning, from 10 years, since 2012, our, one of our first guests, and we really, really enjoy uh, talking to you uh, always. All the best in your work. Um, I hope that you will reappear in some shape and form at the CLNS media, uh, 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 you know, as a voice. Uh, I know that you're a man behind the scenes and at their side, but uh, I mean, uh, I really miss uh, your shows, and I think that all CLNS public is really missing your show, man. So <laughs> if you have, uh, I, you know, time, my uh, I uh, if you if you have time, uh, I I wish to hear you uh, at CLNS Media as well. Okay, Matt. So we really hope that. The revamped Celtics will win the title finally and will retain the number one place of all the times uh, from the Los Angeles Lakers. And by the way, uh, Los Angeles Lakers uh, are out of the playoffs, which is real, real pleasure for us <laughs> as there, well.
2: Yep, I love it. <laughs> it's good stuff. R- all right, sure. okay. Congratulations oh, on uh, ending your blog talk radio run. Have a good one, man. Uh, well, I'll, I'll go Celtics. Self-
5: right right we will continue on the stream yards. follow us at your um pages uh matt all the best to you and cls radio and go go selfies okay uh so lou um uh stay with me uh can you hear me
9: loud and clear loud and clear uh
5: e- e- excellent uh let me play one audio uh break uh to grab uh you know uh to grab water, and uh, we will uh, talk a little about the playoffs, okay?
0: Well, let's keep all it right. going here, guys. Uh, so the Warriors remain atop the favorites to win it all with their 3-1 series lead over the Nuggets. The Celtics have climbed to second through uh, following the sweep of KD, Kyrie, and the Nets And Phoenix, hanging in there in third, even in Booker's absence. So where do the Celtics rank amongst the NBA's best teams right now, Stephen I?
10: Me personally, I got them right now as the best team in the Eastern Conference. That's how I feel about them because of the way they play defense collectively. That's where I'm at with it. I understand the, res- the, the presence of Giannis Antetokounmpo and how he can neutralize anything or nullify anything. I also, I'm watching Miami, and quietly, we all know I'm rooting for the Miami Heat. I mean, it ain't quiet no more. I'm just not I'm just, I'm denying it. it, damn it I'm, I'm rooting for the Miami Heat, okay? I mean, I'm rooting for the Miami Heat. That's where I want to be in June and May. I want to be because we got the Eastern Conference Finals. Eastern, ESPN has the Eastern Conference Finals this year. So, damn, damn it, it, I'm not apologizing. I want Miami to win. But the bottom line is, is that when you look at Boston and the way they play defense collectively, along with the emergence of a Jason Tatum uh, with a Jalen Brown and what have you, it made me a little bit nervous last night once uh, Jason Tatum fouled out from that game. I'm just of the mindset that when you really, really look at it right now, because of the way Boston plays defense, because you got two dudes that can give you a bucket, because of the defensive wizardry of Marcus Smart and the coaching of of Udoka, I'm just of the mindset that right now, I, I shouldn't say coaching because even though I love Udoka a lot, I love me some Eric Spoelstra as well, who I consider to be one of the best in the game. Uh but the bottom line, I think right now, if somebody said to me, I mean, who you rolling with, it would be Boston. I'm hoping
6: Miami though. Well well Boston is the best team in the NBA. Let's make that very, very- In the NBA. In the NBA, you heard what oh, I said. When
0: did you decide that in all seriousness? I'm not messing no, with
6: you. No, no, oh, no really, because, Molly, think about this. You remember we were on the show and I said yeah. that it, I, only, I would pick Boston to be my favorite, mm-hmm. but the only reason that I did was was because of the injury of Robert Williams. But yeah. what the Celtics has shown me, It's no other team in the NBA that's in the postseason that would have swept and did what they just did to the Brooklyn Nets. That's how great they are defensively. And I know we keep talking about how good or how much of a juggernaut Golden State the Warriors are. But still and all, offense win you games, defense win you championships. And when I look at these guys for us, they defensive lineup, it's no other team that have the, the, the perimeter defenders like the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum right now is the best two-way player in the game. Jalen Brown, we know how he locks down defensively. And don't get me started on Mark smart and what he could do to a person. And then you have Big Al Horford, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, and Daniel Tice, who all are defensive-minded people and are capable of sliding those puppies. So when I look at this Celtic team, I'm looking at their defense, and I'm saying, who want to face them? Who can't they stop? Go look at the season series when they played against the Miami Heat. I think the Celtics uh, uh, was up 3-1 in that season series. Look, Jason Tatum is the top three player in the NBA. This mean version of Jason Tatum, nobody wants to see. And Jalen Brown playing with a chip on his shoulder the way that both of them are coexisting on the offensive end, nobody wants to see this team, bro, because nobody would have ever exposed Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, like these brothers, exposed them. Not one team that's in the playoffs would have swept this Brooklyn Nets team, but the Boston Celtics. I disagree. I think the Golden State Warriors would have swept them. They My ain't first So what? I mean, listen, they're, Listen. They're, first of all,
10: the altitude and difference, certainly that's number one. Number two, they sat up there and they took for granted because they knew they had them and what have you. We got all of that. That stuff happens. Jesus. All right, Jokic, 36, and, and pl- 36 plus. I mean, we know what they bring to the table. The point that I'm trying to make, I didn't sit up there and say, excuse me, you got you to remember, basketball character, Denver showed it. What did Malone, Coach Malone, say after they lost game three? He said, yo, we going to find out what we made of. We, you you, you going to fight or you going to just lay down and let this season come to an end? You going to fight or what? And Denver stood up. Because they got that kind of basketball character. Let's give credit where credit is due. We'd be talking a lot more about Denver's Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. were healthy, okay? We'd be talking a lot more about them. They are simply they got their, they got two of their three stars injured. That's the reality of the situation. But you look at Barton and Morris and all these They're not scrubs. They're not I stars. But they're not, I know. I know you didn't say that, but I'm saying they're not stars. But they're not scrubs. They can play, and you know they got a lot of heart. They ain't scared, and they go out there and they gonna fight you, all right? And that's what they did in Game Four. I'm telling you. It's not about you're looking at Brooklyn from a talent perspective. I'm looking at Brooklyn from a character perspective. When you talk about nobody else would have beaten them, I say nobody else would have swept them. I say otherwise. And I say otherwise because we've had questions about the collective character, and it's not to knock any player specifically outside of Kyrie and Ben Simmons. We understand that they're dealing with a lot, but in the end, because of the distractions both have caused throughout this season, they have been a dysfunctional bunch in Brooklyn, and I think they could have been had once they lost game one,
6: you just saw. They just
10: snowballed yeah, from there.
6: Yeah, you know why it snowballed from there? Because of the Celtics and their tenacity and their defense because but, they knew they was out man. Stephen A., his, you, also his, brought up, you also brought up Kyrie.
10: You brought up Kyrie and how obviously he was going. You know, he's fast and all that stuff for the level of energy he didn't have. You brought that stuff up. You yeah, brought but, up some of the yeah, things you yeah, we know what the Ben Simmons story is. You know
6: that. Yeah, but, but Stephen A., guess what? It ain't too many Marcus Smarts on the other teams. This is the defensive player of the year. That's why it hurt Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he was faster, but it's not a dog like a Marcus Smart. You know what I'm saying? Like I told you before, hey, man, you throw Marcus Smart in the cage with five lines. You know what you're going to get? Six lines. Six lines. You six lines because that's the type of heart that he plays with. That's the type of dog that he is. But, Stephen A., this is what I want to tell you. Kevin Durant is a two-time champion, two-time Finals MVP. Correct. Kyrie Irving is a champion. Kyrie yes, is. Irving is battle-tested. Kyrie Irving hit one of the greatest shots in Finals history. Okay, Kyrie Irving was down 3-1. Did you like I don't think you could understand. I don't think you're understanding that the Boston Celtics made Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving quit. They made them quit. They made them quit, Stephen A. Quit. Well, they didn't even want to play no more. They were shying away from the basketball, going hide in the corner. No other team has the perimeter play on the defensive side of things to make a Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant quit. No other team.
10: What you're missing, Kendrick Perkins, is you're thinking the Boston Celtics made them quit. One could argue they quit a long time before the playoffs arrived. Maybe you know not, as an, maybe not in, as an individual player like Kevin Durant, but when you look at all the nonsense that was taking place this year, the reality of the situation is you can make that argument uh, that they, 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 they've been planted their vacation.
6: Yeah, yeah, but I can't say that because they fought so hard to get into the play-in tournament and then win the play-in games. Mm-hmm. So that's why I can't, I can't roll with that. Look, okay. because they fought so hard
5: to get to that point. Okay. And we're live. Um, Luis Tenore, Igor Mitic, Celtics Talk Radio final episode at blogtalkradio.com. We are moving, moving to another platform, uh, Streamyard. Follow us at our page, Celtics Talk Radio, We Green, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere, and you will find out where we are. Uh, Luis, will you send uh, me the link when you move over there? uh yeah yeah i mean just okay. just, uh, just just follow us you're the member of the celtic stock radio and we will uh present there uh the links we will uh, be at the stream yards the new studio that's uh, uh william perkins and the others we are working uh the new quality and something like that uh but uh let's recap uh you heard kendrick perkins and you heard uh, Stephen A. Smith, uh, you heard yeah. that uh, we are previewing uh, Bucks. I, I don't want to talk about the Nets. You mentioned them. I mean, but uh, I the know. Nets, they are losers. And I mean, we're talking about the teams uh, that right. uh, uh, are still uh, in the playoffs. So uh, was you surprised about the subject sweeping the Nets? I didn't personally expect that. I said hard six but most likely Celtics in seven. I expected a bigger fights from the Nets. Uh, what do you say?
9: Despite the fact that they were swept, they were competitive in all four games. I thought, and they mm-hmm. had a shot to win at least the first two. I mean, but, you know, they just couldn't um, hold, they let their guard down, I think, in the closing seconds of game one, because they had that game in the bag until the last uh, three seconds left when they blew that. And you know, with a seventeen point lead in the second game, I thought it'd be a shoe win um you know to get a win it's not often you blow that kind of lead in a playoff spot, but the man the they uh, seemed to just uh choked away in the second half. I mean it was competitive throughout you know the whole four games, but I think you know the nets were just you know too small in size, and Boston was a lot quicker with that you know quicker motion so it it was it was obvious that the Celtics were able to take him in four games. You know, but a lot of people were thinking no, it's gotta be, you know, a much uh tire series and that that's what I thought at first. I mean, for crying out loud, they were favored to go into the finals this year. And well, with all what happened between um Durant um uh, and of course uh, Kyrie not playing half the season and the big trade, which Simmons didn't do anything for us at all because they not even played, and the Copa, etc. So there was there was a lot there was a lot of factors that built in uh, to what happened with the Nets this season and just couldn't manage in the playoffs. Uh, uh, there,
4: was, there
9: was just too much off you know off the court drama as it was on. Uh,
5: my my uh, question to you: um, uh, Do you agree with uh, Stephen A. Smith? Is uh, uh, that uh, uh, the Nets quit before this season, uh, before this series because of internal problems and the kind of stuff that you mentioned. And Ben Simmons, I, I really don't know what to say about this man. Is this man competitive at all? Because, no. Because, I mean, I don't know what to, what to make of, of, of this man anymore. What can, can, can we say about him? is this man wants to play basketball at all or he's just screwing around with his life, with his team, with everything? uh, Believe me, he's
9: screwing around. He's been, he's been screwing around ever since he came in the league, period. I mean, he has done nothing in his his pro career and and showing, I mean, this, this guy just does not want to play.
6: So, Uh when we got him,
9: we got, we got, we got a scrap pile when we got the trade because he didn't do anything for us and he never even played. So we wasted half the season on this bum. I mean, get rid of
4: him. Uh-huh. Well, right, right. never liked right, him. Hey, right. He
9: was he was he was the most overhyped player when he got drafted and thinking he was going to be the next great great thing since sliced bread. Ah, please. He was anything but. I mean, his first season he got injured before he even played and was out of the out of the first season of his career. And he hasn't done much or anything since then. This guy is a total bum.
5: <laughs> right, and uh, the nets but the are having the 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 nets are having problems will, because they are ha- having havingly committing committed in money with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and uh, Ben Simmons and the others, uh, Andre Drummond. So I mean, uh, Seth Curry, uh, they don't have room to improve uh, the 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 players personnel. They don't have money as salary cap, you know. They need to figure it out what to do uh, with the players and how to uh, add uh, the new players to the team. You yeah. know what I mean?
9: Exactly. I mean we gotta do better. Than, we gotta do better than this. But I also think, of course, you know, when Harden was uh, sent to Philadelphia, that was a big blow to us too. You know,
4: uh-huh.
9: I mean he was he wasn't happy where he was before with the Rockets, then he came here and they say he wasn't happy here so he went across the river to Philadelphia. And, for, and he's giving them, you know, something uh something happy about. You know, that was a, that was the first big blow right there with uh with Harden leaving us. They go to our rival team. Yeah.
5: Right, right, right. Uh I been talking with uh, Matt Rury uh, about um, Uh, the playoffs Uh, so uh, I mentioned uh, the semifinals like uh, Phoenix Phoenix Suns Dallas Mavericks at uh, Western Conference uh, Mm -hmm. plus Golden State Warriors Memphis Eastern Conference number one Miami against Philadelphia number four number two Boston against number three uh, Milwaukee reigning champs Um, the storyline are the injuries in the NBA, right? Uh, you man, we mentioned Ben Simmons and his injury. Joe Harris was injured for the Nets. Uh, Atlanta had injuries. Uh, Chicago Bulls, they are having their injuries. Lonzo Ball, Zach Lavine, whatever. Um, now um, Milwaukee Bucks, George Hill and. Chris Middleton will not play at all the second-round series. Miami, mm, Kyrie, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, injured. Denver played without Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Mare, second-best, third-best option at the team. Uh, Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker is injured. Uh, Golden State Warriors, uh, James Wiseman, injured. Stephen Curry was injured, returned to the series from the bench. The storyline of these playoffs are the injuries. So it seems to me, maybe I'm wrong, you correct me, that the team that is most, uh, that is the healthiest right now, will win the title. What do do you think about it?
9: Absolutely, because you're going to need that, you know, as you go further in the playoffs. And, I mean, one injury by one of the major players could really set the team back. I mean, Philadelphia Philadelphia lost, um, you know, one of their big players, and uh, that could be a very oh, yeah. disadvantage. So I think it's right. chance that Boston really, are, are really are, you know.
5: At least for the first yeah, two Embiid games. Joel Embiid out. Right. Kyle Lowry injured. Uh, Jimmy Butler injured. Uh, questionable. Mm-hmm. So the injuries are the storyline right now, right? Yes.
9: And that could be a, a big advantage uh, for Boston
5: uh that uh for for boston yes without,
4: okay.
5: for uh, i mean uh for miami you think i don't have right. injury right. i do i don't have uh mm, i don't have the injury report for miami uh i talk with matt uh now um i i'm taking miami in this series um uh, uh With or without Embiid. Uh, But uh, I'm saying just that uh, if Jimmy Butler and if Kyle Lowry are out and Joel Embiid is out for Philadelphia, in the first two games of the series, I'm saying there is a chance that uh, uh, Philadelphia uh, steals uh, one game. It will be one and one Uh most likely. Uh, don't, don't you think? No?
9: No, Now when not when they beat out like that. No. No, I, I don't think they'll I don't think they'll hold the candle seriously. I think they'll I think they'll a lot of trouble here since you're your best player. Now is not the time to have your best players injured.
5: Uh right, right. Okay. Uh I mean I'm I'm taking Miami anyway because Miami is having deeper bench and uh the players like them de uh and Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, uh, better team, better coach. Anyway, uh, I mean Philadelphia. I'm questioning their mentality, uh, and many people are question questioning uh, Doc Rivers. Uh, you know, BD uh, is having MVP season, and I mean James Harden, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you still believe that uh, he is MVP caliber? MVP caliber uh player because it seems like he's slowing down maybe because of injuries and maybe just age is coming to, uh, to eat his talented and his speed mm. and he's not the same, you know? So many question marks uh in Philadelphia, don't you think? Right. I now. do,
9: I do. I mean you know, age and injuries always, you know, catch up, especially late in your career, but well, that's to be expected, you know. You know, you're not you're not the young rookie you, were, you once were. You know, probably putting up though a good 20 points a night and whatnot and rebounds. You know, everything catches up over time. You know, and the right. more you get older, the more the injuries are tougher to heal and whatnot. So it's not so it's you know it's natural. You're not going to be right the the star the star player
5: you once were. Right, right, right. I must ask you about uh, Boston and Milwaukee. How do you see? Uh, do you agree that Boston Celtics are the favorites? Can you see the chance that uh, Milwaukee Bucks can um, surprise uh, the Boston Celtics and uh, defeat them uh, without Chris Middleton and without the home court? They are the reigning champs. Bottom line.
9: I think without Mil, I think without Middleton, uh, I think the Bucks are going to be in trouble. Not to mention the but up tough to repeat as you know a champion in, in any league. But, um, like I said, injuries do play a big factor, especially in the postseason. And if you don't have all your weapons together, um, it could be a quick exit. I'm not saying that it will be, but it could be. I mean, it could end in four or five games, as we said. Right. That. So we just have to, you
5: know. But I don't want to chase yeah. it, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, how do you see, uh, for the end, we're closing a couple of minutes, uh, how uh, did you see uh, the Celtics second part of the year since the new year? Completely uh, different, uh, um, completely different team turning around. The favorites to come out of the East to win the title right now, looking like the best team in the NBA right now. Um, what do you say? Are you surprised? Do you agree with um, all the prizes to the Celtics team, or maybe not?
9: Mm. Not really. I mean, you know, they'd have a slow start, but you know, this is the Celtics here and I've seen I've seen teams that, you know, start with slow starts before and, you know, come back and, you know, not only with the playoffs but you know, get to the finals and whatnot. So I'm not too surprised with the lineup they, they have had. You know, and they were my sleeper pick for this year, so uh this doesn't this doesn't surprise okay. me, you know, at all. I wish I could say the same for the Sacramento Kings. But forget it. Yeah.
5: Sacramento Kings. Uh yeah, they are they are they are just. I I I don't I don't know the fire. they are <laughs> they are I mean yeah 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 uh, I mean they are just un, what 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 can I say uh, they are <laughs> just uh, at that, some I, dark dark t- tunnel yes they are at at some dark tunnel and it doesn't seems like um, they are going to come out anytime soon anyway look, uh thank you we must finish the show. We must play Gino Time. Uh I was without my co host but with excellent guests. Uh, thanks to Mike Dynon, Matt Rudy, thank you. Uh, Lou. Uh tell tell me for the end where the people can find you at uh, uh Ke- Kevin's radio, uh probably, right?
9: Well we're on the we're on the dial pad uh service, the dial pad means We switched over there last July. Almost a year now. Uh, we're still on the air five to seven. I'm on the air five to seven p.m. Saturday afternoons. Number to call is five one two five four three four six six two. And every week we have a wide range of topics in the sports world, from basketball to football to uh, NFL, even USFL. We cover now um, the right. playoffs we're doing we we'll next week. Cover horse racing, et cetera, et cetera. So if you got time between five and seven uh, Saturday, you can always feel free to call into the show. And hopefully, when you get your um, Set up, right. um, you know, I'll be, I'll be looking at, uh, to continue right. on with this show. Just, just send me all the information. Right, get.
5: right, 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 right. Uh, I mean, we will be at the StreamYard. Just uh, 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 search us at uh, Facebook uh, page. We will uh, say there, Celtic Stock Radio page at the Facebook, and uh, they will we will uh, put the links to every single show. Okay, Lou. Uh, thanks, okay. to Th- thanks to you. Um, thanks to the listeners. Thanks to everybody that participated sure? in, in, in this show. Talk, talk soon. The next week we will have the show. Um, so the Celtics uh, are uh, tomorrow playing the second round against the Bucks 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm doing live play-by-play at Pivot Green Celtics Fans Forum. We are, we are the Celtics Talk Radio. And Right now, the Gino time. Favorite part of the show. Okay, Gino, get us out of here, please. And tomorrow, I hope that I will hear Gino BD Garden, Gino time.